<laughs> Jesus Christ, did I not know that this was going to happen tonight. <laughs> it was it was almost a solo a solo run. I yeah, was, a little I bit. I was very much prepared to run this on my own, which is fine. I just don't it, uh, I don't have the the overlays for everything that goes on for Scrubverse. So I would have just ran it on my own mm -hmm. channel. But that's not the case. So we It's not we good. the case. It's not, yeah, so first things first, it looks like we've both been working on some lighting things in our streams, which makes both of us look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, except like this, my lighting setup is so inconsistent that yeah, I guarantee it will change next week. <laughs> I like that how, so I've realized that I've turned everything off mm -hmm. except for my ring light. Yes. And I just have to get used to it. I just have to get used to it mm -hmm. because in the background, you see, I'm festive a little bit. I've got my uh, Christmas lights for this upcoming stream week around my CRT. CRT, I don't know if anybody on the streams are liking it, but I'm fucking loving it. I love just having that going on in the I background. am very envious. I am very envious. I don't know if I'm going to end up biting off of you, but uh, I am very envious. I might. You're just gonna get. You're gonna get one of those sixty-inch like roll-in ones. Uh, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't have a place to put a sixty-inch up here. Two. You no, would if you could. I would if I could. I would. I would totally right. do it if I could. Stolen I mean, if it makes a... you feel any better, I stole it from another streamer. So, <laughs> I mean, no, still, it's it's a really good fucking idea, concept, whatever. Right. I would be worried about having disc games being shown though, because I feel like when you're running cartridge cartridge games, like you could beat the shit out of cartridge games, but when it comes to hardware con uh, concerning with lasers, lasers are a little bit more delicate than cartridge hardware. And so the, the longer those lasers run, you run the risk of burning them out. And I only say that because I see Marvel 2 behind you, and I'm well, like, that poor Dreamcast. First of all, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but I can, you know, I've been fucking with enough of uh, system modding and video game modding that I've looked up the videos on how to change a lens in mm -hmm. Dreamcast. It's not very hard at all. Okay. If anything, I'll just, I mean, I'll just switch it over to another fucking uh, system. Speaking so. of mods... I am enamored with, I think it's called Mode. I'm going to actually double check what the name of it is. But it is okay. a hard drive mod for Saturn and Dreamcast. Let me see if I can pull this bitch up real quick. It's, it's so fucking cool. So the entire concept and nope not optical discs let's let's go let's go yeah mods apart. yeah zombie hunter the only reason i have the tv on is usually it will go to sleep but the lights will stay on in the background like the lights i plugged into it but i turned the tv on a little late this time so <laughs> it's fine yeah so here we go terry onion mode which has an installation bundle it's 260 dollars. you can Jesus get a cheaper Christ. version and certain certain bundles come with like the striker deal uh the striker dreamcast bundle or some uh saturn controller bundles but essentially mm -hmm. what it is is that you rip out the hard drive and disk drive of your saturn and dreamcast oh yeah max has that and it you still utilize the fpga of the actual mm -hmm. console just all your games are saved onto hard drive it is yep. so fucking cool so yep. fucking I'm pretty cool. sure I'm pretty sure Max's Dreamcast has that when he was playing Marvel 2. I think he was playing on OG mm -hmm. and he just like boots it from he just boots like everything from like uh, just a save drive. He doesn't even have to put the games in there, I don't believe. No, no, cuz all the games should be saved. They're they're ISOs. All you have to do is rip the game off your disc and then load it on there. So it's mm -hmm. it's super easy to use. That is my goal. I'm going to be going for that very very soon. I mean like well, I say it's 
it's only five hundred dollars. But considering for, for what you spent five hundred dollars on, this is pretty minor. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. So going back to the whole thing, getting a sixty inch in here to like fucking no, no, not not doing that. Maybe. I'm a liar. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you can get lucky, and those bitches are on the side of the road sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Fucking, uh, even, at, even at, like, Walmart. Like, I get a discount at Walmart pretty much 10% off of fucking anything that I want to buy. And mm. this would be the season for me to get one because they're already cutting down uh, 4K monitors to 375 I can get one for 300 bucks easy. So. Right. Super dope. Well, the reason I'm glad we're talking about tech stuff, because going back to why this almost didn't happen tonight is because I go to boot up my computer. So I, I, I leave my computer on. I just put it in sleep mode whenever I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And when I come back, I put my pin in and it boots back up. I put my pin in and I heard like some clicking. I was like, that's not normal, but it booted. So I was like, cool, we're fine. So uh, then I went, I was like, all right, I've been holding off on these windows updates for like three weeks now. Let me just go ahead and do them. I'm here. It's like noon. I'll have time to fix anything. Well, it's go. It, it does its updates and then it goes to restart and I'm working on some work stuff and I turn back over an hour later. It's still doing the restart screen. And I was like, what the fuck? So I was like, all right, I'm gonna force this bitch. So I forced, uh, turned it off and then it wouldn't boot. It would not boot at all. It was doing automatic repair and all that shit. Long story short and a whole day of freaking out in my brain. It was uh, one of my backup hard drives is going out. Like that one of sucks. my terabyte. That's eh, like forty bucks for an internal like backup hard drive, and I'm, I don't think that ba- that backup might have had my Steam games on it, but like big fucking deal. I can re-download them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad it booted. It's funny because anytime something happens with my computer, I'm like, all right, how much are NZXT computers? That's the first thing I do. It's like just in case this thing is fucking dead, how quickly can I get another PC into my house? <laughs> What's an NZXT? They're, the NZXT are the pre-builts, like the one that, uh, not Eddie, but uh, TJ got. Their streaming PC comes with a 3060 in it. Are you fucking but, serious? But they're sold out. And they used to come uh. with 3070s. They, they used to come with 3070s until they switched it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, $1,300 to have elite. I mean, it's not a 3080, but a 3060 is fine with me. Like, <laughs> But no, we got it fixed, and uh, I'm happy about that. My... My jerry-rigged rig is still running just fine. <laughs> so nice, but no, man, we got we got a lot of shit to talk. I mean, we only have one news article, and it's a pretty big fucking news article. But we have a lot of shit to talk about just in general. We we missed out on two weeks of work, or really this. Would I mean, be I'm like, bringing up some shit. Yeah, we we could bring up some older stuff. I'm just gonna try to consolidate all the like the major points of my last two weeks. We hit the cyberpunk news. I guess we can talk about the the game awards. It might be a little bit too late to talk about that, but I mean, like, I wanted to bring up. I I specifically wanted to bring up some points in that. Okay, I'm ready for so, it. Okay, so why don't we just go ahead and go into your week then? Okay, then that's fine. My I have jumped right back into Yakuza Zero, and Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Zero. I have jumped back into Yakuza Zero. So okay. my issue with Yakuza Zero is that. It spends so much time building up uh, Kiryu that for them to just do the hard switch into Majima feels like I'm starting back from square one. And I feel that. 
I had to I had to take a break because all of the momentum that was going on was with Kiryu and his mm-hmm. his fight with Kuze. And I forget the the other captain. Which one? <laughs> the 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 purple captain, the purple vested captain. Where you pretty no, you pretty no, no, much I was talking about which which fight? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Especially the one in the fucking sewers. The sewers fight. That is, was the best one. <laughs> the sewer fight is sick, and I mean like that entire opening scene where Kiryu is fighting all the way up the Tojo fucking. Um, oh yeah, the, yeah yeah the the headquarters to go mm-hmm. fight. That was like one of the best openings in any if video listeners, game I've ever If seen. listeners can identify that I'm more engaged in this Yakuza discussion, it's because I've played a little bit of this Yakuza. So that's the only you reason I know play, things he's talking about. You need to play more Yakuza, dude. Like, they, they are know. right up your alley. Like, Are they? I think so. I mean, you seem to be really enjoying Yakuza 0. I don't know why you fell off. Like, I, I could tell you, like, what happened with me, and that's just because I feel like the pacing between jumping between Kiryu and Majima because they spend a lot of time focusing on Kiryu and then they switch over to Majima and you're stuck with like in this in this state of like okay I don't really give a shit because I, I I'm more invested with the drama going on and then you're just yeah. like okay this is you a give a story. shit but you don't want you don't want to rebuild up like right. you get you you build up a like a what a good three chapters of Kiryu and then it's like okay we're going to introduce you to Majima and I'm like this is cool but I'm kind of like in my brain, I'm like, well, no, like I'm on this high from the Kuze fight and all this other stuff. And now I got to come back, which I guess if you think about it, like from a movie standpoint or a TV series, a bunch of shit just happened. Let's take a calm down for a minute. Let's get back down. And we got to, but it just seems like they keep rebuilding and go down, rebuilding, go down. And that, that, that's the point. Like that would work for a television show, not necessarily well, for a not game, a game, not a game and not like, not like Yakuza. What I think would have been the better thing to do is that you would have uh, two options, whether you wanted to play Kiryu's story or you wanted to play Majima's story. And then there would be a hard stopping point saying, like, okay, at, like, chapter 7, 8, 9, 10, wherever the fuck, this is the point where their stories merge together and now it's, like, a, a group effort between the two of them doing fuck all. Yeah. However, I think that the break was healthy because when I went back into Yakuza, it was with a fresh mind. I didn't give a shit about what was going on with Kiryu, and I could finally sit down and focus on all the things that were going on with Majima. And I have become completely engrossed with the cabaret side missions. The if That's you, the thing with Yakuza. There's mm-hmm. so much side shit. There, There's so much side shit. I, I fucking love Majima. And I, like I said, I'm glad that... You know, distance makes the heart grow fonder, and I'm glad I came back. I went back into Majima, and holy shit, Majima is a fucking, like, a beast. He's a character, and he's a beast, and I love the cabaret side missions. You're pretty much, like, running a glorified brothel, but it's not a brothel. But it's all about – his entire side business is about picking up girls, like the same thing with Kiryu's um, real estate business. But you are so much more invested with the cabaret – because you're training up these girls, you're constantly talking to them, you're going out on dates with them. Like it sounds this is like Pokemon. It's well, <laughs> maybe Pokemon. It's it's easy Pokemon. What I would say is it, like it's like a dating symbol simulator, but like you know you're a piece of shit. So you're not like going out there and trying to like woo all these girls and creating your harem. You're like, no, bitch, this is a fucking business. Get out on those tables and work. That's... I just keep thinking of Pokemon Kiryu edition and Pokemon Majima edition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But no, like I I finally have a portion of this game because I love this series so much that now my wife is involved because she's all about the hoes. Right, she loves she loves the nightlife, the strippers, the the picking up chicks, having them do their thing. She's all about that shit. There's a timeline where you were like a pimp, and like <laughs> your wife Tiff is was your my top bottom bitch. bitch. <laughs> oh, your bottom bitch. She was yeah. my bottom bitch. That's what it was. That is extremely sexist. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's not terrible. the worst thing I've ever said. So. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Yakuza. I've also been playing a lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon. I've actually had to take a step back from doing that because I have spent too many weeks just playing Yakuza or just playing Like a Dragon that I can just get lost in all the side shit and nothing would get done. So I'm going to focus on my Like a Dragon streams to just be story-based, and then anything that I do on the side, I'm going to do that shit on my own. So in the meantime, on my Mega Vision uh, channels, I'm going back to more retro-based stuff. We just started Fancy Star Online, uh, not Fancy Star Online. We just started Fancy Star Four. It was a good stream. I had I had like a bunch of people show up for that shit. Like apparently there's because yeah, no one streams that game. Well, one so... nobody really streams that game, but like people were saying like, oh, I am so glad that there are people who are playing old school Sega. No one plays old school Sega. I'm just like you're blind. You're blind. There's a ton, ton of Welcome people. to our channel. <laughs> yeah, one, welcome to our channel. But two, like, you're blind. There's plenty of people that are running fucking old school Sega games. But no, it was fun. Uh, those, I want to say that those are the big three things I've been doing. I mean, the fighting game streams are doing relatively well. We played Tatsunoko. I joined versus, in on one of those. Yeah, we played Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. We played Super Smash Brothers this past Friday. Got a taste of Sephiroth. I have the feeling that Sephiroth can be really fucking strong, but he has to be... You have to work with him. Almost like with any character, you have to fucking work with him. He's got a lot of tech, and he's he's a very slow... He's, he's a quick character, but he's also very slow. His smash attacks and his tilts can be very, very slow. But in the meantime, like... He he will hurt you so fucking bad. He's got setups. He's got mix-ups. His setup with Shadow Flare can be just fucking disgusting. You hit them with a full-charge Shadow Flare. You start juggling them. Let them go, and then the Shadow Flare will kick them all the way up to the top of the screen. That shit is disgusting. Absolutely his disgusting. De- his link down slash is dumb because it goes through levels. Oh, like, yeah. He goes through levels on the stage. That's why I love it. Like, I could just be on platform. That, sh- that hitbox needs to be fucking taken apart And I or see... You can't. Sephiroth has the long-ass sword. You can't. And I'll be on a... I'll just see a platform where someone's going under. I'm just like, poke. And they just fly. It's great. Bullshit. They just, they just go away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold back for right now. There's probably more things, but I've forgotten um, a lot of things I did this week because I've had a, I've had a very busy... Two weeks. Uh, my right. mother and Shut up, zombie hunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it didn't hit yet. Now no. it hit. <laughs> it, zombie hunter is just like, well, that's canon for him to be coming down, slicing people in the back and shit yeah. like that. No, what was going on the last two weeks is that my mother-in-law was diagnosed with COVID. And she is not the healthiest person. She's a very hardened person, but she's not the healthiest person. And so we were very worried about her. We're trying to, you know, do what we can from afar. Luckily, she's on the up and up. She had a few very rough nights, a few very, Mm. very scary situations that, you know, could have went really, really bad. But it is what it is. So she'll be she'll be going back to work. She'll be she'll, well right now. She's recovering, and then she should be going back to work very very soon. 
That's good. Yeah, for for right now, let me just try to gather my thoughts. I'm going to let you go ahead, and uh, we can keep on going. Okay. Yeah, so the first thing I'll bring up, since we were talking about Sephiroth, also, thanks for jinxing my Dreamcast. Now I just did a white screen, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you it was going to fucking happen. So, fuck y'all. Y'all get Christmas lights. That's all you get. Aww. <laughs> so, I want to talk about Sephiroth. Okay. Be- because one of Sephiroth's alternate costumes okay. is him shirtless, which I have no problem with. Where is this going? The, pro- the problem I have is we got that, but we can't get my in Smash Bros. because it's for good little boys and girls. That's what I, that's all I want to bring up. Is that's this, all I is this the say. hill that you really want to die on? I'm Okay, so it could be anybody. It, it doesn't even have to be my. Mm. It could be anyone what i'm saying is it's completely not fair is what it is okay all right i guess we're not gonna have a conversation i don't know how (laughs) like how else to add to that because the thing is it's just like i don't think that it's a big deal to have sephiroth there and to not have my there like i honestly don't i think that at the very least of what they could have done they could have brought in benny maru and they could have been my costumes for the the me fighters i think that that was a missed opportunity it just could be that the contract between Square Enix was larger than the one that they did with SNK. Sak- Sakurai has like a tendency, and I'm not trying to create make excuses, even though it's probably just going to sound like excuses. Sakurai has a tendency of just acting very coy and very trolly when it comes to certain things in his streams. So, for example, like when he said, you know, Smash is for little good, good little boys and little girls. I don't necessarily that that was like the finite reason why Mai didn't show up. You had one slot. You had one single slot. Yeah, you could have brought in costumes or no, whatever. I don't, I don't think that that really matters in the long term because when they were bringing up Sephiroth, there was, he was constantly shitting or making comments about the competitive Smash scene in the middle of a controversy where Nintendo is yeah, actively <laughs> crushing the, the competitive Smash scene. So he, he makes little jabs. I don't necessarily think... Or I don't necessarily take it to heart that it's it's a double standard. I just think that it is what it is. I wonder if he is if he has any control over that stuff when it comes to the tournaments. I doubt or it. Or is that strictly just Nintendo? I doubt it. He's just it. the creator of the game and not so much like you know what I'm saying, like from, a bi- he's a big wig, but not a big wig when it comes to that shit. From my understanding, the the board members of uh, Nintendo's board of directors. They're not really shown out in public all that much. Like, like you see the president and a lot of people are forgetting that the president that brought in the switch and brought in a lot of the changes after uh, Iwata passed away and his name forgets me at the moment has recently retired. He no longer works there. So you're under a new management right. from a new president of the last two years. And he's kind of reverted back to the regular status quo that nintendo was known for so i think that what it what it comes down to is that it could have been that the um that the older president before or after iwata was just like this guy's kind of getting out of control he's making too many deals he's not fitting the image of nintendo you know let's switch him out and it was it was a very abrupt retirement it wasn't anything that was celebrated he just pieced the fuck out yeah Um, it was 
it was really quick from what I remember. And as I was getting back to the point with the board of directors, like these guys are apparently like old, have very little connection or understanding of what goes on in the gaming industry as a whole. To give you an idea, like five, 10 years ago when they were bringing the Switch on board, uh, and it was even more than that because I think the Switch is at this point 12 years old. When Iwata was not the Switch, um, the Wii, the original Wii. Okay. And Iwata proposed the idea of online gaming, and they were just like, "What? Oh, yeah. Why do we give a shit about online gaming? Like that's how that's how like it was far pulling back teeth to get them to understand exactly. And that's why it was like they didn't get online implementation working one hundred percent during the time the lifetime of the the Wii and even the Wii U. So and now we're still suffering with that with the Nintendo Switch because netcode for these games are absolutely fucking garbage, with the exception of like mario kart 8 deluxe like that's the only game that really has decent netcode yeah so i don't necessarily pin it and like we can make the same comments about what's going on later on with cd project red i don't really pin it on the developers and the creators i don't think that the that they run policy i don't think that they create policy i don't think it falls on them uh, it really comes down to the people who are in uh, HR, who are in management, who are actually doing operations. And if you want to point a finger, point it at them. I also don't think it helps that with all the bullshit that went on this summer with the the fucking Epstein smash party, essentially what it was. Oh, God. I was like, what? And then it took me a second. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it is what it is. Like, it's just. They, right. They're. They, Nintendo's been looking for an out when it comes to Smash forever. For fucking ever. They've been looking for an out for years. And the Smash, they didn't even have to do anything. The Smash community gave it to them. So, like, when Nintendo or when the Smash community was trying to rise back up, especially during this COVID bullshit, Nintendo saw the opportunity and be like, no, fuck it. Like, just recently, they cl- they shut down another, um, another college-level tournament. And they were just like, yeah. Nintendo's just like, no, we're going to make our own tournament. For the, at the college level no no details no nothing but They're it's not, not like it's not like the tournament organizers can do anything about it because they'll just get c and d and then they'll fucking come down on them they'll shut down their streams so it's ridiculous they just uh i mean nintendo recently took down tons of fucking music channel or music videos uh that were on youtube and all that but it, when it comes to that though like it sucks that a lot of these channels are getting hit by it but you also know the risk and you know how Nintendo is when it comes to their music and shit. So I feel bad for the music channels that are getting hit by this, but I'm also like not crying over them. Is it they might make me sound insensitive insensitive, but like and I get it. Nintendo needs to put their shit on like Spotify and stuff like that. They need to put like OSTs like Sega and Capcom and all that shit has. But copyright's fucking stupid and it's in their wheelhouse to be able to do that it's their right to do it is it shitty no i mean is it shitty yes but i would just hate to see that nintendo starts going backwards with all of the progress that they've made when in regards to the creative side about five years ago probably a little less than that because it's still fairly recent uh, Nintendo had the, I think it was like the creators program, where before the creators program, anything that was Nintendo that you did like a Let's Play, you did a review, you did anything, you tried talking about Nintendo games and using any of their footage, they would just fucking strike that shit down. 
not yeah. not just not just like like hey, I'm gonna take your revenue. They would strike that shit down. There was a huge fucking controversy with uh, Angry Joe over playing Mario Party Ten, Mario Party Nine, one of the fucking Mario parties, and he he was just like, I bought all this equipment to to talk about Mario to to promote Mario, and I get shitted on. Like there was, there's no, there's no conversation, there's no negotiation, it's just nothing. They just shut all that shit fucking shit down. So it's just like, where, where, where do I go from there? And yeah. them turning around and starting to shut down the music channels or the 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 music links, the music videos. That's I hope they don't start going after other videos that are using those assets as background music for whatever commentary that they decide to use. That would be scary. I mean, yeah, they're just regressing. It feels like just to how they used to be. Like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Like, because I watch a lot more Let's Play, or I used to. I don't really watch Let's Plays that whole much or that whole lot anymore. But like, I'm just thinking of like people that I've watched how many Nintendo games they've played, and like all those videos could get striked down. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're the one of my favorite. Two of my favorite playthroughs of Game Grumps is Super Mario Three and Mario Sixty Four. Yeah. They have some of the funniest fucking clips. And they could just get totally fucked on those. Nintendo's a little insane right now, is what it is. Yep. And it seems like all this shit happened right after Iwata passed. No, it wasn't. Like all it, this really bad shit. No, it wasn't after Iwata passed because uh, when and I'm I'm gonna end up looking this guy's name up, but after Iwata passed and they announced who the uh, the new guy was, there you go, Kimishima Tatsumi Kimishima. When he took over for Iwata. Like, he made a lot of changes. He was just like, we're going for a more mature look. They started making deals, like, ex- exclusivity deals with people like Suda51. Like, really trying to promote everything that they were doing with, um, what do you call it, with Bayonetta. Yeah. I definitely think that he no was trying... No more heroes. I think that he was trying to make a more, not necessarily edgy, but more mature look for Nintendo. And then he he was only in office for five, for three years. Now, granted, he, the motherfucker's like 70 years old, but like <laughs> when Shintaru Fukukawa took over, like now we're starting to go back on a lot of the bullshit that all the progress that we had made, we're now taking that step back. That's that's what I'm really worried about. I don't want to like, I don't want to make it a problem for me to stream Metroid Prime on my fucking channel. You know what I mean? That's what right. I'm worried about. Yep. Or even just like we were streaming Mario three a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. like I don't want that shit to get in trouble, or I don't know. Well, I also want to say that I believe the Game Awards blew their load really early because the first thing they showed off when it after the pre show started was the Sephiroth trailer, and I'm just like, oh shit, all right, we're starting strong then, and uh, that's about where it ended for me. So <laughs> like, yeah. The, I, I want to say that uh, there was some kind of dragon game. It didn't look like Panzer, but it was like a multiplayer dragon game that looked interesting. Mm-hmm. And then there was an Evil Dead game that I was just like, that's all right. It looks like uh, the Friday the 13th game, but whatever. I'll play it since it's Evil Dead. And then there was like one other thing. But the problem is, and I don't, I was going to go back through and watch the Game Awards again on Super Fast Forward. And kind of get, I don't know how many total games were shown off, but I wanted to know the percentage of how many of those games were either first or third person shooters. And I'm going to say it's probably in the 80s. I can tell you, there was 18 games that were shown. Arc 2, 
I mean, if you play the first arc, I think that that's a first person game. That's a shooty game. The Evil Dead, the game. If that's a, if that's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Asymmetrical survival horror, like one of those, like it's like, like Dead by Daylight, Dead, Dead by Daylight, and shit like that. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna pass on that. I can't fucking do it. I missed the reveal for Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Did that actually look cool, or was that look lame? Oh yeah, that was the only other thing was uh, the Capcom. Uh, what was it? The Capcom Retro Collection or something that they were going? They're show, showing off. And uh, because it went from that uh, Ghosts and Goblins into that, I mean, it looks interesting. It looks the graphics look really weird to me, but I'll check it out. Mm. Like that's that's what's bad is when I watched the Game Awards. I was excited for a new version of Ghosts and Goblins, an Evil Dead game that probably looks like a reskin of a game, two games that already exist, and then a Sephiroth or a Smash reveal. Those are the only things. I mean, we got Left th- Left for Dead three or five or whatever it is, the Back for Blood game. That's one hundred percent a Left for Dead game. I've I've never heard of that. I, I see people it, playing it, but I've never like. It's huge right now on Twitch. People are playing. I mean, it's just Left for Dead. Like a lot of the creators of that game come from Left for Dead. That's pretty cool. So. We got, uh, but we got an uh, untitled Mass Effect game. We got stuff coming from fucking uh, what do you call it, Dragon Age. That, I didn't watch a whole lot of it. Oh, I was pretty excited was, for Perfect Dark. I think Perfect Dark coming back. Hopefully they don't yeah. fuck it up. But Perfect That's Dark. That's still a shooty game too. So <laughs> It is. It was all shooty games. It was all. Dude, the fucking red versus blue stuff for Fortnite was so cringe. It oh, was so bad. I didn't catch that. Uh, what is it? Sarge and the other character basically meet Ninja in Fortnite. And then they talk about stuff and all that other stuff. Because Fortnite's getting Master Chief and Blood Gulch as maps and characters. And I'm just like, I had, I was I was doing a watch party with Scotty and Kusanagi and Diggy from Mega Visions. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I was like, Scotty, are we, we're just too fucking old, aren't we? Like, we're just old. Like, I don't give a shit about any of these. Kusanagi's like, he goes, there's not one goddamn racing game on here, but an update to Forza. <laughs> That's all it God was. God bless that man. God bless him. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we talk about you want to talk about, like, someone that's living in the past? That man is perpetually in 1988. All he wants to do is play his, like, his super old school fucking... Outrun. Outrun. <laughs> fucking Galaga. Fucking Darius. Fucking Thunder Force. That's all he yep. wants to do. His racing and his, his fucking shmups. shmups. Yep. Maybe he's got something right. Maybe he's living a happy life. Like, I maybe guess. we're just not doing it right. I guess. So... But no, I mean, if you want to go check out the Game Awards, go ahead. But I'm gonna save you some time and don't just don't do it. it was... Don't. Who won the Game Awards? The Last of Us Part Two. That's all you really yeah, need to know. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Last of Us Part Two. Like it just got to the point where I'm just like, look, man, you could have just written a statement on Twitter and just said, hey, the the, the Last of Us won. The Last of Us. Yeah. Has I mean. It. Among Us won some good shit too. I was happy with Among Us winning stuff. That was cool. They won, I think, two awards. That was and cool. uh, Hades won a couple things too. I was surprised but... that Hades did so well. Honestly, best indie. Actually, no, I'm not surprised that uh, Hades won best indie. Hades is a good game. I mean, best score in music, and then best RPG went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Best art direction went to Ghost of Tsushima. Best ongoing went to No Man's Sky. That's really all that we give a shit. Best action and best indie went to Hades. <laughs> Uh, best fighting went to Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I was like, I did not see that coming. So, like, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I would have put money, especially with everything that's going on in SF5. The SF5 was going was going to take it. 
Undernight in Birth EX Late Clear was was like my underdog. I wanted that game to win because it is so underrated. It's so fucking good. Right. But I could I could have seen Street Fighter, I could have seen Grand Blue, and I could have seen Unist or Uniclear at this point. Any of those games possibly take it. I don't know why the game awards decides to always throw in this like this shitty fucking like like everyone knows it's garbage. Like last year was Jump Force. This year was is was fucking One Punch. Man. Oh the yeah. But uh, like Mortal Kombat 11, that is just like showing that you are so disconnected from the actual fighting game community. It's it's literally just like okay, so who's the biggest fucking publisher right now? You know who who mm. do we know? Who do we who do we think is going to be a big deal later on down the road? And then they just like, oh, NRS, NRS is the easiest one to pick. Outside of Capcom, I don't know why NRS won over fucking Capcom. And the thing is, is that nobody fucking likes Mortal Kombat 11. Nobody likes it. Nobody plays it. Even Everyone Mortal talks. Kombat fans no. don't like it. They play 10. They play 10 and 9. Like, it, even at my locals, I was talking to my buddy, Domingo, who runs um, the Tekken oh, tournament. I met him. Yeah. Uh, he... He was just like, yo, we don't we don't even utter the name Mortal Kombat 11 down over here. We don't. Every single Discord group I've been a part of, no no Mortal Kombat 11. When in one of my Discords that I'm in, the tag is do you guys want to play at that game? And if you have that game assigned <laughs> to your fucking profile, you know it's MK11. It's the Voldemort of uh, fighting games. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> i love it so oh man i don't know the the fucking i mean did i go into the game awards wanting to be like like did i go into it seriously fucking no of course i didn't i'm just happy hades won best independent game and action game i'm happy with that i'm fine with it all i could say is that the the only award show that really matters at the end of the day is gdc in march so just look yeah. up look up what happens at gdc and i'm not gonna say hopefully uh the Last of Us Two doesn't win because I mean, like, it has to be a decent game. It has to be a decent game to be winning all these awards. But like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because Naughty Dog or fucking Santa Monica or whatever, or whatever fucking developer made um, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Sony it's all Sony. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima. It's all yeah. Sony, so it doesn't matter. It Sucker does punch. not matter. So there's there's yeah. my. I don't know. The audio design one, I know Doom Eternal was in that category. And I'm just like, I haven't played Last of Us 2, but the sound, the audio design in Doom Eternal is fucking bonkers. Like, it was super good. They might not have been, maybe Doom Eternal was only in the music. I can't remember who the nominees were. For no, I, no, Doom Eternal design. was under best audio design, and it was also under best score in music. And what ended up winning was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, those... That, yeah, that was a tough contender. Th those those were really strong. So, again, it, it doesn't matter. Wait until GDC, and you know what? Nothing may change. Nothing may change. It may not even fucking matter. So, just like these fucking awards. At the end of the day, the fan vote went to fucking Ghost of Tsushima, and what really matters is whether or not you like the fucking games that you like. So, there it is. <laughs> uh, Scotty, we did see your message. We just didn't acknowledge it, so... <laughs> what message? <laughs> He talked. Uh, he was saying something on YouTube, and he's like, "You you didn't see it on YouTube." I was like, "No, I saw it on YouTube. Don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I did bring it up, Scotty. I was just talking about how we're old men, and we uh, 
We just don't like video games anymore, apparently. So, Lies. <laughs> fuck it. But uh, speaking of games and racing games, because we were talking about that, I did two Thursday night throwdowns. I can't remember what the week before was, but I want to say, oh, I think it was, we played a racing game. I think it was, was it Sonic Racing Transformed? I think we did that one. You did and do that one played, first, uh, and then you did CTR. We did Crash Team Racing, and uh, both those games are really good. I played Crash Team Racing more offline. The online for Crash Team Racing is fucking shit. I don't know if it was just we had a bad night or what, but we were just like, I couldn't even hard exit out of the game. Is it a, like I could? So the netcode is bad. I get yeah, the netcode was real bad when we were playing just us three. It was fine, but when we tried to go into lobbies with other people to race them. Once we got into a race, it was fine, but towards the end, we were just trying to get into races, and we couldn't even get into races, so it was crazy, but otherwise, that game's fun. That's a really cool multiplayer game. Uh, it's got tons of different, like, instead of just racing in, like, battle mode, like Mario Kart battle mode, it's got, like, capture the flag and all this other shit. It's a really, really good game, and I'm probably going to play it some more. It's a really good game to play with other people as well, so, and then, I mean, Sonic's good. Sonic All-Star Racing Transform is fun. Can't really say anything about that. I just I'm garbage at them because I have the Mario Kart Eight mentality in my brain. Mm. So when I go to do the boost in CTR and I have to hit another boot button while I'm drifting, it fucks with my brain. So instead of just like in Mario Kart, you could just turn into the drift and then let go of the drift and then you get the boost. Mm-hmm. But in Crash Team Racing, you have to hit you have to hit a button while you're drifting in a certain time frame. To get a boost, to get a boost, and then to get your third big boost. So, it's just, I got I got to play it some more, but. Practice next uh, What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, I fucking completed my Nuzlocke challenge. Oh, yes, congratulations. I, I cannot, dude, I almost cried. Like, I was so fucking happy, dude. You can go check out the VOD, you can go check out the clip in the Discord, but I was just like, because Red Jaguar was there. It was a really quiet night, like, nobody was there. And I was grinding, and I was just like, man, it's either, like, keep grinding tonight, and then we have another night of it next week, where it's just going to be the Elite Four, which could take, like, maybe an hour. Or I I asked Red Jaguar, I said, Red Jaguar, should I just say fuck it and go for it? And he said, sure. So I had, uh, I think five of my Pokemon were level 50 to 55, and... I was just so in the zone the entire like we beat the fucking Jinx was walling me like Lorelai's Jinx was walling me because of her fucking lovely kiss, which puts everybody every like your Pokemon to sleep and attract because all of my Pokemon were male and Jinx is female. Of course. And I was just like, God damn it. So but we got through that one without losing anybody. Bruno was a fucking cakewalk. That was easy. Agatha was a little worrisome because her uh, last Gengar was level 58. And I'm just like, this Gengar is going to outspeed me. But my Gengar outsped hers. And then I got to Lance, and I lost Raijin, which was my Snorlax. And uh, because of it, he walled me with his Aerodactyl. Like, that Aerodactyl, the f- the second time it used Ancient Power, it got all the boost. Like, Ancient Power is like a 5pp move. It's a rock move. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't do a lot of damage. But it has a small per- possibility of proccing. It's not a, even small. Uh, bo- it's the like, ancient power. Ancient boost? power boost is like fifty percent. You'll get the. It is not fifty percent. It's not. No. No way. No way is that fifty percent. It might have been fifty percent back in the day, but Gen it definitely isn't now. Power Pokemon. 
but it was and he, on the second time he got it. He got it all boost and it just like he was wrecking me. Like he, I couldn't even get past it with my Snorlax, but I was finally able to get in there with my Zapdos. And uh, then we went to uh, Gary and what was it? We lost his Alakazam outsped my Gengar and my Gengar died. And I think maybe just Re- uh, Gengar and uh, Snorlax died. I think that was it. You lived the entire time. So <laughs> that's what's most important to me. As long as I that's- live. <laughs> I don't know if I used you once in the Elite Four, though. I don't think I did. You switched me. You threw me out and then you switched me back. Is that what, it was? what it was? Yeah. You threw me I, out. Oh, that's what back. it was. I was like, I need someone to take this hit. And I threw you in and then I switched you back out. <laughs> okay. In, that was great. In Gen 2, or. Yeah, stadium. Okay, so it started in gold, silver, crystal. Yeah, that's in Gen when that move two. Came out. It has a ten percent chance of raising all stats. Ten percent. Yes. Okay. So, but he got it on the second try. I'm sorry. Saying, it probably fuck. felt like fifty percent because whenever I fought fucking Steven in Emerald or Ruby, yeah, yeah, he yeah. got it like almost every single fucking time. <laughs> and it was For every that don't single know Pokemon. Like champion yeah. Steven in 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 Ruby, like his fucking Claydol got it every single fucking time, and he had multiple Pokemon that had ancient power. It was bullshit. Yeah, for people that don't know, ancient power has a ten percent chance to up every one of your stats by one level, mm-hmm. and it does damage. Like that's so stupid. It's stupid. But... It's stupid. Chat doesn't want to talk about Ruby. I I think that right. Ruby is really good. Never again, ancient power. Fuck that shit. <laughs> well, I do have to say that I have my new stream layout uh, set up for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Uh, I have not announced when I'm going to be doing that yet, but I have everything looking pretty good. But I am testing the ROM. I obviously I'd have to use a ROM because I don't have a $500 capture device on my 3DS. You don't have to throw that out and... there. <laughs> you have to throw don't, my business. Don't tell out people there. that. <laughs> Speaking of which, hey, how's it, it going? But, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't want to do Nuzlocke's that back-to-back, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, don't no, fuck that. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. It's just, just like, not a lot of work, just anxiety is what it was. It's just like, Unnecessary I was like, I get, one sh- I get one shot at this Elite Four with my best team. If my team dies, it's over. Like, the only thing I could do was, like, I give myself one more chance, but I'd have to use the Pokemon that were in my box, which are, like, Ekans and Radita and all this other shit. Like, Pokemon I didn't want to try and beat the Elite Four with. Mm-hmm. But we did good. There's, you know, clips of it out there. I'm happy about it. So, and then what else did I do? My shitter got clogged, but we got it fixed. So, <laughs> you'll never, like, I, I'm not going to say you'll never know, but the worst feeling is knowing that you can't shit at your own house. <laughs> that's, the, like, that's the worst fucking feeling ever. Where you're just sitting there, you're just like, I can't shit. I'm going to have to go somewhere and shit. And then it's COVID, too, so you can't just walk into anywhere and go take a shit. So I ended up having – luckily, at my wife's work, we went to go clean her office, and there's a shower there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a shower here. And then the next day, the guy came and fixed it, and apparently our septic tank was 100% full, and they had to suck all that shit out, (laughs) literally. Yeah. The the guy was like, you know, you got to be a pretty hardcore motherfucker to be like – working with a septic tank company 
And he just walks out. And I was just like, you know, he's like, where's your septic tank? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> so he's just going around my yard with this fucking iron rail just poking into the ground. And I was amazed by this guy. Like, he finally found it. He goes, that's where it's at. He goes, you know how I know? I was like, how? He goes, the discoloration of your yard. It has a, It's more uh, green and flush around the septic tank. It's like right there by the main one. And I was, just, and he goes, boom, there's the front, there's your door. And then there's that, there's the back of it. And I was like, that's awesome. He goes, it's just my shitty job. And I was like, ah, <laughs> fuck you. You so were cool that, until a, you said that. <laughs> nah, he got a $25 tip from me. So, <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to think of everything I did. We were going to start final fantasy seven because, uh, the Sephiroth reveal has got me, I've gone back and like, started checking out OG Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. and I'm just like yo bro this game is so fucking good like it's really really good the music's good and I found a ver- I found a mod for the PC version that makes it it's literally makes it look the best that OG Final Fantasy 7 can look mm-hmm. and I have to tweak one more thing with it when it comes to the cinematics whenever you alt tab when a cinematic is going on the sound just drops out and it doesn't pick back up until the cinematic's over so I got to check into that. Uh, it's called, I mean, I can show you guys what it is real quick. I'd like to show it off. It's called Re- the Remako mod, but it's it works through 7th uh, Heaven, which 7th Heaven is obviously, you know, an homage to, I think, what is it? Like, uh, is that where the, the ho- not the hotel, but like the cross-dressing cloud is at? Is that 7th Heaven? No, um, that's the Honey Bee Inn. Okay, 7th Heaven is a bar, bar or something, it's, I it's believe. It's Tifa's okay. bar. Yeah, that's what it is. But yeah, it's called Seventh Heaven. You can go and download it. And there's a really good walkthrough that shows you how to do like world textures, the field textures, battle textures, and the media. How to download those. Those are pretty big fucking mods. Like one of them was 8 gigs. So I downloaded everything and I booted it up. And uh, it bypasses the Square Enix login. So you don't have to have that shit either. Because if you play it on the PC, you have to log in. I'm like, this is stupid. And uh, But yeah, I'm pretty sure... It is the one that Max used, but it looks great. So I'll be streaming that. I've decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to stream OG Final Fantasy VII, then I'm going to stream Crisis Core, and then I'm going to stream Remake. I believe that's canonically how I should go. Okay. Fuck Dirge of Cerberus before anybody brings it up. <laughs> so I'm not playing that I'll, game. I'll play Dirge of Cerberus <laughs> for you. I'll play the shitty games you, for you. You can play the jank. You can play the jank all the day. Jank. So... Oh, man, what else? I know there's more shit that I've done. Oh, we're still playing Jedi Fallen Order. How are you loving that? Because I know uh, you How love am it. I loving it? How I'm loving it. Loving it's, it. it's pretty good. It's I mean, it's just a Dark Souls game with Star Wars shit. And, like, uh, and, uh, I want to say, like, God of War 3 platforming in some parts. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, I'm liking it. Cal Kestis is a much better character than any character that Star Wars has created in the new movies. Like, yeah, I, I like Cal Kestis. Yeah. Yeah. So can we skip? What is Oh, yeah. We're going to skip Dirge Service. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But, Solid uh, you. I will play it. I will play it. I think I have it. I think I have I it. I know PS2. I have if it. I, I might have. If I don't. Copies. If I don't have it, I know I had it at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. But no, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is so good. I did realize I'm playing on the PS4, but I should have played the PC version feel like maybe the PC version might have ran and looked a little bit better. But I haven't had any problems with the PS4 version. No, the game, the game looks great. 
I'm playing. I was playing it low on the time. Xbox low times one. are a little shitty sometimes. That's like whenever you that's die. Console. I played it on the PC version. It runs hella better. Yeah. Like the only reason why I'm not stopping and just jumping over to the PC version is because I've gotten so far with the Xbox One. Yeah. But dude, it's it's so good. Wait until you get some of like the major fights. The major fights are crazy, crazy good. It's fun, like, getting into the new fights and using the new shit you got. You forget, because you want to go in and just hack and slash. Mm -hmm. But you forget you're a fucking Jedi, and you can use, like, the force grab and the force push and all. You don't have, I don't have force grab. You're really. I have force push. You're pretty early. There's going to to be regular fights that come up where it's just like, oh, no, I need to use my force powers or these people will kill me. Just, Just for example. I fought a purge trooper. You fought a what? Those are fun. A purge trooper. Yeah, it's the the, the those all black. Are cool. Yeah, the all black you with the staffs. The easy cause... ones. There, there are different variations of them. There's one where it's like they're they're the bouncer class from Fantasy Star Online two, and they'll just go yeah. in there and fucking box you. It's it's crazy. Okay. But just to give you an idea, sometimes like you'll just see a horde of fucking stormtroopers just out in the front and they'll have the scout droid hanging around above you. And if you fight those, the stormtroopers on a, at least like Jedi master, they could put up a hell of a fight. So it's literally yeah. like grab scout, yeet, throw it at them. Yeah. <laughs> all of them die. And then like, cause any group of fucking stormtroopers in the later parts of the game has a purge trooper with them. And you don't want to be fighting an entire fucking mob Battalion, of ads no. when you have, like, these one or two really high-level fucking troopers that can just fuck yeah. your day up. Oh, I'm pushing motherfuckers off of ledges all the time. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I f- fuck, play- fuck, fuck fighting honorably. I'm just going to shoot everybody off the fucking edge. Hell, yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it. I'm, I'm really liking it so far. We just... Uh, I forgot Saul Guerrero was in this game. Like, <laughs> I'm just like... Alright, whatever. I don't like that movie, but I can deal with this. So we just did the the first part of the Wookiee planet. I didn't do uh, Shadowlands yet. I d- or Shadow... Are, have you whatever. been someplace that's cold? I have not yet. Okay. No. There's one pretty memorable fight, only because it's just like, oh my god, I'm fucking fighting one of these things by myself. And it's frightening. Yeah. It's super frightening. I got in the AT-AT. I got in the AT-AT. That was fun. That was cool. That scene was yeah. cool. The fight, the fights with the ATSTs are fine. They're just kind of like once you know how to do it, you're just like, okay, all right, do the thing, shoot the rock, shoot the missiles, let's do it, mm-hmm. let's let's get this shit, let's get this fucking show on the road. So, but I just got to the the planet that has the force sensitive witches. It's Daramathor or something like that. Dathomir. Daphimir, that's what it is. I just got there and then I I got, I landed and then I stopped playing because mm-hmm. it was the end for the night. So that's where we're gonna pick up, but. I'm really liking it. That game should have got that game should more people should be playing that game. Like and I don't know how it ends, so I don't know if like Cal Kestis is still around, but I would love to see him in more shit. I won't say the guy anything. That's act, please don't. I'm excited anything. to see what's going on. Cuz this technically takes place it takes place after the purge, but before a new hope, right? Yes. So right now so it's, it's the between. Imperial Inquisition and who's in charge of the Imperial Inquisition? Yeah, it's Darth Vader and the Emperor. So, yeah, that's going to be real fun. So, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see. I saw MC Chris is actually streaming it now. He streams now. And uh, he was at some fight. It looked like a Sith guy with two lightsabers, and he was shirtless. Yeah. So, I don't know who that guy was, but I'll find out. So, 
But we'll be playing that, and uh, I'm still needing to check out Tanuki Justice that's on the Switch. Yes, you did say you were going to play that, I think. So I'm probably going to play Friday. that next week. Cool. Yeah. I think other than that, that's all I had for my weeks. I'm probably mi- – oh, I broke a – I was modding an OG Game Boy, and I broke the screen, so I have to buy another screen. <laughs> Rip. I still haven't yeah, seen that so the problem is what I did was I tried to put the screen in without a mounting bracket. You can buy 3D printed brackets that you can put the screen in the bracket and then the bracket goes into the Game Boy and it fits perfectly. Well, I was like, I don't need the bracket. So I'm just going to get they give you like a, uh, a pl- not a plastic, but a sticky like it's called a gasket. It's like built to stick onto it. But it's once you stick the screen on, that's it. So if you fuck up. And you didn't line it up right like I did because I put it too far to the right. And then I go to try and pry it off. It just ripped the screen in half. So, like, the part, like, it came apart and I was just like, oh, no. But luckily, the screens are only 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's the ribbon cables that are really expensive. And I didn't fuck the ribbon cable up. So, I had to drop another 10 bucks. I also dropped another $5 on a bracket. So, <laughs> I'm not probably a good idea. A bracket. Yeah, probably a I'm, good idea. I'm, yeah, so... Hold on, I'll show you. And then on the so that was one of the mods I was doing. Really loving the blue underwear, man. It's like my third oh, time seeing it. It's better. Tonight. It's better than my uh, my white crack. So, <laughs> but this is the OG Game Boy that I modded. Oh, sick! And, uh, I for some reason thought it was an SP. No, no, I'm working. I've got SPs down, and I don't really need to do any more SPs until one of them gets sent to me. Shut the fuck but, up. But. There's uh, the screen. You can't really see it, though. It's got a nice bright screen. But the problem is, and I put an order or I put a request ticket back in to the company I bought it from. The contrast wheel with this new board, instead of it changing the contrast, it's supposed to toggle through 36 different color themes. And then when you hold the contrast button in, it goes into its dot matrix mode, which looks like the OG Game Boy. The problem is, uh, this was broke off when I opened it. So I tried soldering it back on, but it doesn't it doesn't change the color or anything. So I've put in a ticket to get a, a replacement on that. Okay. So both of the things I tried to mod last night were broken some way. Big rip. So that that felt real good. Ripperoni. But yeah, that's all I got. Good. I've caught up into the shit that I was wanting to talk about. Okay. You've reminded right. me of, of a lot of things. One, speaking of Star Wars. The Mandalorian oh. season two has finished. I'm watching that this week because it's Christmas week. I want to like talk in depth about it because there is so much. And I know that like a lot of it will probably go over your head because you're not like super hardcore Star Wars. There was a lot of stuff that happened in the Mandalorian one that was like like major implications, but two like things that just doesn't make sense with mm-hmm. certain characters' motives, how the goal was attained, and then the total like dropping of the the plot line or the plot device. All I could say is that y'all need to go watch season two. It's fucking crazy. I was worried that it was gonna be worse than season one. It's not. It's better. It's fucking sick. Go go watch that shit. The the new season. I've been seeing good shit about it. The new season. I don't know if it's a new season or a new show coming out. But, and I'm just going to say it because, like, y'all should have watched episode eight. The Book of Boba Fett is either the new season or it's going to be a new show. 
I, there's a lot of backstory with Boba Fett mm-hmm. that's very fucking interesting. Yeah. Boba Fett becomes like like the leader of the Mandalorians. He rebuilds like the Stop. the shit, I think. Stop. No, no, what, what I'm saying from mm-hmm. the old non-canonical books now. Yeah. That's what those books built up. Right. This so the continuity that uh Disney has been going with as far as like Star Wars Rebels is that mm. there is a character named Bo-Katan that takes over from another Mandalorian from the the Clone Wars and she is charged with being the leader of the Mandalorians. And then this kind of like feeds into like how does the dark saber get lost? Cuz in season 1 you learn that the dark saber exists and from a lore standpoint the dark saber is the symbol of power for the Mandalorians. Right. And season two has a lot of bullshit that revolves around the existence and who, the ownership of the dark saber. Um, Cause the dark saber is an actual, it's an electro saber that can hold up against a lightsaber, right? No, no, no. It, it was, so it depends on the continuity from the continuity that I remember. And this was mostly EU stuff. The dark saber was owned by a Mandalorian who was a Jedi, but the, the, oh, the dark okay. saber stayed in the possession of the Mandalorians because like the Mandalorians and the Jedis are like historical enemies. They do not. Mor- yeah. Like mortal enemies. Yeah. So which makes the Mandalorian all that better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, we let's talk about it after you've seen season two. That might be right. a conversation that we don't stream and just have like a spoiler warning because it's still a little bit new, but I am just going to put out there book of Boba Fett is going to be a thing in 2021. So I am super stoked and excited about that shit, which speaking of which they announced that. And then the original actor for Boba Fett passed away. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was strange timing. That was strange timing. They were like, we have to kill you to make this work. Exactly. So (laughs) there could only be one. Speaking of the other Final Fantasy stuff that you were talking about today, me and Blue Okami and his community, we watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children complete. Does that hold up anymore? Well, the thing is, is that neither one of those movies are good to begin with. But... Okay. (laughs) But if you are a Final Fantasy fan, if you are a Final Fantasy VII fan, and you want to learn more about all the things that are going on in Final Fantasy VII Remake, Advent Children is a part of that. And if you're going to watch any version of Advent Children, you have to watch complete because there's so much information that is left out in the original cut of Advent Children that just absolutely does a disservice to the the fans. And it just really, it's just a bad movie with terrible fucking pacing. Like, all you had to do was add another 20, 30 minutes, which could be a lot. You could say that that's a director's cut. But that 20, 30 minutes makes all the difference for you to have, like, a solid, firm understanding of what the fuck is going on. Plus, they fixed the translation. There was so much in the translation of the original Advent Children that was just fucking bad. Just outright fucking bad. I'm not saying that the translation is, is great because you're missing a lot of the dynamics between the relationships of... Kadaj and his his two brothers and then Cloud because like they keep on referring him to Cloud or that guy or whatever he's really just calling him brother the entire time because right because Cloud is connected to Sephiroth in a certain way that they're all connected through reunion and any one of them could be a candidate to bring back Sephiroth and if you haven't seen Advent Children you had 15 years I'm not hearing shit about spoilers <laughs> But still, go watch that movie 
because there's a lot of stuff that's talked about in Advent Children that is still important to the overarching story with Remake because we don't know what direction they're going to go into. Is it a good movie? No, it is a bad movie. It's a bad movie <laughs> with good fight scenes and they they fixed they fixed shit. Okay? That was the movie where me and my best friend uh we my mom was going shopping and uh we were like, hey, me and her were like, hey, we're just going to stay in this GameStop because they're playing Advent Children. So we just sat there for 30 minutes and watched, sat in the floor of a GameStop and just watched That's Advent awesome. Children for 30 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> and then I ended up getting a PS2. So that was awesome. That was cool. That was that my was first good PS2. Ass, good day. That was a good day. That was a good day. And my mom was like, you can have it early. It was for Christmas. She goes, yeah, like I made you go in and get it. So I guess you could just have it early. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Cool. So, I haven't seen. I don't think I've ever seen all of Advent Children, so I guess I should sit go down and watch, it. watch complete. Go watch complete. I got pretty uh, butt hurt on that first Final Fantasy movie that was, shouldn't have been called the Final Fantasy. Spirits movie. Within. Yeah, that movie is terrible. That movie. That is movie could have been called. Awful. It could have just been called Spirits Within. Yeah, it didn't even need Final Fantasy. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. Like Square. Square just has a bad rap when it comes to creating movies because there hasn't been a good Final Fantasy movie. And they've made they've made three of them, and they're not good. Spirits Within, by far the worst. Actually, What's the third one. Oh, um, Kingsglaive for Final Fantasy fifteen. If you oh, got yeah, the special edition, that. you got Kingsglaive. Yeah. And I don't know many people who talk about Kingsglaive because I don't think they either they know it exists or they want to acknowledge that it, it it exists. I don't know what's a worse movie. I don't know if uh, Spirits Within is worse. Than Kingsglaive or not, the voice acting Look, they had Sean Penn in fucking Kingsglaive, like they had actual like real <laughs> actors playing it out. But the well, Sean Penn's not doing a whole lot here lately. That, all right, okay, so. okay, yeah, but you know who the fuck he is. Uh, yeah. But no, Kingsglaive is rough. Kings the best Kingsglaive Final Fantasy is movie is Final Fantasy fourteen. Is that a movie or are you just talking about the entire experience? Just the entire like all the cutscenes could be put into a movie more than likely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, Kingsglaive is a bad move, bad Final Fantasy movie for a mediocre Final Fantasy that didn't deserve to be mediocre. They so it'd go Advent Children, Kingsglaive, Spirits Within. Yeah, yeah, but they're all in the dumpster still. They're fighting for air. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, it, what it is is that Advent Children Complete has finally left the dumpster and is now begging on the street. And they get. They it just, still doesn't have a house. Well, yet. no, no, no. It got a payout from its dead uncle because remake came out. So now everyone wants to start hearing about <laughs> Advent Children, and the other two are literally still dumpster diving for the scraps. So, but it's the younger brother. It's the younger brother, which is the complete version that's doing better than the older brother, which was the original Advent. Well, Children. no, what it was, it was, it was, a, it was a crackball fight. Just like in South Park, where the babies have to fight over a ball of crack, and whoever survives gets to go on living, and the other one dies of withdrawal. And so, complete is the victor. And yeah, this got really dark, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you you ruined it. That's fine. See, chat says I'm not chat wrong. Said, chat said, "Don't tell him he's not wrong." Because I'm not win. wrong. So <laughs> oh, you want to hear about bullshit, Scotty? Scotty, let me know if I should stop. Because Taito is a bunch of fucking bitches, okay? I don't care. Okay. They're probably never going to hear this. It's fine. 
Taito, I got another review. Roughly about, I knew about this review three weeks ago. I was doing stupid fucking Space Invaders for. I remember when you took it. Yeah, because nobody wanted to take it because it's just fucking like, oh, yo, I got this. Chris Powell was just like, oh, yo, I have this Space Invaders review. Does anybody want to do it? And I'm just like, fuck it. I'll jump on that grenade because everyone likes hearing me dunk on shit anyway. So I, I take the review and I'm told, hey, man, here's the review code. Go ahead and boot it up. And it comes out on the 11th, the 11th last week. I'm like, bet. I get a message back on the Switch saying, oh, yeah, this game hasn't been released yet. If you've gotten this from another loca- uh, a certain like individual or the company, you might want to get in touch with them. So I tried getting in touch with them, and they didn't fucking respond to shit. Probably because I wasn't the one who fucking did anything. Right. Uh, I, right. I let it go for like a few days, and then the 11th comes around, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. I forgot about the review. And yeah. I hit up Powell and I'm just like, space hey, by the way, this code didn't fucking work, but I didn't say anything for the weekend, so I kind of fucked up. And he was just like, okay, fine, whatever, just let it go. And I didn't then do a little bit more research. The the review or the code for Space Invaders in North America doesn't release properly until the 15th. And no one said anything. <laughs> yeah. They had an advertisement later on say that the review code or the online version, the download for Space Invaders Forever wasn't released until the 15th. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You have other publications coming out and actually reviewing the game, playing the game, showing it off. Not many. It's fucking Space Invaders. Nobody gives a shit. It's fucking Space Invaders. But, I mean, from what you said, you thought it was pretty dope, though. Like, and I'll get into parts. that because, like, it's still bullshit. So, anyway, yeah. I finally, the night of the 15th, after it's already been out, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to end up fucking streaming this shit. And I stream it, and I actually have a lot of fun with Space Invaders uh, Extreme. Space Invaders Extreme came out in 2008. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, this is a 12-year-old game that I'm playing. It's really, really good. If you like arcade <laughs> bullshit, if you like Space Invaders, it's a solid fucking game, and it's usually out on Steam for $20. This game is a $30 game, mind you. The other two games that came with it is Arkanoids versus Space Invaders, which is a fucking mobile game for $5. Has the same layout as fucking Candy Crush and all that other shit. It's a character-based fucking Ew. shooter. And then Space Invaders Gigactamax. 4SE. That sounds like a Uniclear title. (laughs) (laughs) What this is, is it looks like regular old Space Invaders, except you triple the amount of enemies that are on the screen, and you can have local co-op with up to four players. And the way that that game operates is that you'll have all the, the fucking units come down, you try shooting them, and it's timed. All you have to do is shoot these guys, they'll the big mothership will come in. They'll suck them all up. They'll spit them all out. They come become beefier. They got bigger special uh, power-ups. But you stay the same. You still have to, like, manage your way trying to shoot all these motherfuckers. And the only thing that you can really do is combine. Like, if you touch, if you touch dicks with the other tanks, you can shoot out bigger fucking bullets and shit. Right? And if all of you are touching dicks together, you're doing the friendship Yu-Gi-Oh circle, you shoot out one giant fucking cum load. Right? And you shoot it at the fucking the the mothership and whatever. I'm done. I'm leaving Scrubverse. 
But Space Invader Jizz is what the thing did me is. In. The thing is, is that you don't have to do anything for the first two rounds. You just have to wait. Nothing changes. Nothing. It follows a script. So the okay. first and second fight, if you just like sit there and let yourself die and hit the continue button, like you're fine. You're fine up until the final fight with the boss, and you can solo the boss fight. It's not a requirement to have four people shooting the fucking mothership with you. You can do it by yourself, and it cycles the same fucking concept three times, and then you beat the game. So oh, here's that sounds bad. Well, here's the thing. If you're releasing a fucking collection, right? If you're releasing a Space Invaders collection, one, don't you think you'd want to have your best product put out front? Space Invaders Extreme? Yeah, that's a good fucking example. The mobile game, I can forgive that because it works on the Switch, but it also came out on PS4 and you have to use a little touchpad on the controller and that's a fucking nightmare. Ew. Yeah, that shit's stupid. The third game, I'm like, this game had to have been in development and then some fucking genius... I wrote in my in my review the good idea fairy came down and say hey you should stop <laughs> development and ship it as is. The good idea fairy wow. is this destructive force that will whisper terrible ideas to leadership and management costing like thousands of wasted man hours and dollars and it like whatever you put out is a hollow fucking product. Oh, so someone whispered it into CD Projekt Red's ear. So... There's a lot of allegories going on with this right now. <laughs> but the good idea oh, I got fairy... got a little bit of... No, I got a little bit of... <laughs> the good idea fairy came down and spoke... <laughs> Sounds like the guy who <laughs> came to CD Projekt Red for Cyberpunk. You stole uh, my joke! I just... <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be quick, motherfucker! Anyway, anyway, anyway. It's just, <laughs> it's it just like, what were you fucking thinking? Especially when um, Space Invaders Infinity Gene exists, because that's a legitimately good shmup. Like, good shoot 'em up, good. You're saying game. all this shit that I never knew fucking existed. I thought the only Space Invaders were OG Space Invaders, and then that one that's at David Buster's. Oh, the the fucking one where two of you are like shooting at a cannon. That one's not bad. That one's fun if you have another person. Yeah, like it. it's it's fine. It's fine. It's not good. But yeah, no. Who's wanting all this Space Invaders shit? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Like The same people I that want know. the Atari VCS or whatever? I guess. I fucking guess. I just, like, I, and this is nothing against Powell, but I sit there and I, I wonder, like, how does Powell choose these games? I have a feeling that he just, like, shoots them everywhere and then whatever sticks to a wall and we get, he's just like, here, here, take this, here, take this. Which I understand, it's content. People fucking look up Space Invader reviews and shit like that. I've seen it. Okay. Fuck it. Whatever. Taito. Maybe you should hold off on reviews for a little bit. No, I just want to <laughs> hold off on Taito. That's all I want to stop. No more Taito. Well, you have to hold off on Square Enix because we found out that Square Enix owns Taito. So. No, it's not the same. <laughs> it it's is. It's not the same. <laughs> you can't play any Square Enix games. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> My last little bit is that I was approached on Discord. So really, like, I got message on Discord. And someone said it, it was in fucking German. And oh, he's just okay. like, hey, Chris, hastu damas asht mph for den dies gesfet. Now my German I, is I'm bad. I'm assuming you looked this up. My German okay. is bad. And I sat there and I'm just like, what the fuck did this motherfucker just say to me? 
And there's no Shiza, which is good. Yeah, that's that that is a good thing. And I'm just sitting here like MPH. What the fuck is MPH? I didn't even look it up, and I saw DS. And I was just like, what group is this guy in? And he's in the Metroid Prime official Discord. And I'm like, is he talking about Metroid Prime Hunters? And I looked it up, and, and I finally looked up what the question was. And it was like, hey, Chris, have you ever played Metroid Prime Hunters on DS before? And I messaged him back. I was like, yeah, I played it briefly. And I'm like, do you still have it? And like, like a hard copy? And he's just like, are you interested in playing it online again? And I'm just like, no way. No way. Apparently, what? there is, and I just got invited to the group, there is this underground Metroid Prime Hunters online ring going on. People have found a way. I don't know if they, like, they found of a way. Of course you found this shit. I don't know if they found a way or how it fucking works, but they're playing fucking Metroid Prime Hunters on their DSs. They're playing it online with each other, and I'm like, I want in. <laughs> so I have... You can stream that. I have my copy. <laughs> you can 100% screen stream that. It depends on how you do the online interface. So if, like, I have to do extra shit, if I have to use an original DS, then no, I can't stream that. Oh, you have a 3DS. I have yeah. a backwards compatible... Well, not backwards compatible. All 3DSs are backwards compatible. But I have a 3DS that's that's modded so I can do that shit. So I am probably sometime this week going to try to jump into some games, get good at Metroid Prime Hunters. This game is hard. This game is really yeah. fucking hard because you only control movement with your thumbstick and then you use the stylus to look around and shoot. It's not easy. So... We're, we're doing it. Sure. We're living in the future, man. We're doing like, it. This is amazing. We're living in the future going the back Metroid into... Hunters. Exactly. Best, best first-person shooter. That's my fucking week. I'll play that one compared to all the ones I saw at the Game Awards. So. Wasn't that a piece of shit? No. Hunters was good. You're just bad. I just did, you, did you play Hunters? Quidditch interacting with the chat on a podcast. <laughs> 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 it's not a stream. Anyway, that's, uh, that's my week. All I got to say is Final Boss asked if I was safe, and then I had to call him out. Hey, Amen. <laughs> he goes, he goes, hey, is he safe? And then I was like, let me in this chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you safe. <laughs> All right, Chris, tell me what's going on in the world of the cyberpunks. All right. I was looking for a an article. I didn't want to type something up because I've just been so fucking busy. I've been looking for an article right. that just encompasses everything. It does a decent job in like grabbing everything, but there is just so much going on with CD Projekt Red that you know it, it's hard to find something that does the too long didn't read. Uh, so I grabbed this right. article from Polygon. I also grabbed a few tweets, a few extra things, and just kind of like went over everything. Essentially, CD Projekt Red has blown years worth of goodwill in a single week. Uh, it's been a bad week for GOG owners and Cyberpunk 2077 publisher CD Projekt Red, but it's mostly the company's own doing. The publisher and its game development arm CD Projekt Red faced criticism this week for Cyberpunk 2077, a highly anticipated game with eight years of build-up expectations and bold promises. But the game's release has been soured by a messy launch with significant console performance issues and unmet promises for refunds. That is until Sony announced on Thursday night that it would honor refunds on the PlayStation 4 and pull the game from the PlayStation Store. 
Over the past decade, CD Projekt uh, has amassed goodwill with its community thanks to the success and support of The Witcher 3, as well as the perceived generosity of GOG, a storefront for games that boasts a strong anti-DRM stance. That goodwill has been so strong that many fans have uh, overlooked earlier misdeeds, but this week, the tide of public opinion have, has appeared to turned against the studio. On Wednesday, days after a botched launch for, CD, uh, for Cyberpunk 2077, the company announced that it would not list Taiwanese horror game Devotion on its storefront. Uh, that revelation came mere hours after Devotion developer Red Candle Games announced the game's release on GOG. Red Candle's announcement was met with excitement for players. Devotion was initially released on Steam on Febru in February 2019, but was only available there for six days before being removed. Devotion included a meme critical of Chinese President Jing Jinping, uh, Xi Jinping, angering players who review-bombed the game, meaning they left large numbers of negative reviews and comments. Red Candle took Devotion offline for a complete QA check, and it never returned. Devotion in the Devotion incident reportedly resulted in the game's publisher in Deviant losing its business license in China. Red Candle Games has since apologized, calling, calling the inclusion of the meme careless and an unprofessional act, and Devotion later got a physical release in Taiwan and was added to the Harvard Yenching Libraries of prestigious Chinese collection. Mere hours after Red Candle Games announced Devotion's re-release on GOG, CD Projekt said that it received many messages from gamers about the plan to bring Devotion to GOG, which influenced its decision to block the game on its platform. Polygon reached out to GOG for more information and has since not heard back. Commentators on the social media on social media suggest that the risk of upsetting the Chinese government by distributing devotion through GOG is the real reason behind CD Projekt's decision. Cyberpunk 2077 has not yet officially licensed for uh, its sale in China, but players there have been purchasing the game via Steam and on console through other storefronts. China's government could move to ban Cyberpunk 2077 in an official capacity should there be any controversy around the game like there was with Devotion last year. Video game industry analyst Daniel Ahmad, an expert on Chinese markets, wrote in a report to Nyko Partners' website. Ahmad added that Cyberpunk 2077 would have to adjust its game's content to get official release in China, which restricts games with excessive violence, drug use, and adult content. Cyberpunk 2077 has a lot of that. The situation has already blown up online. GOG's initial tweet about delisting Devotion has racked up thousands of comments and retweets with players questioning the legitimacy of quote-unquote many messages from gamers' explanation. CD Projekt and GOG haven't been immune to controversy before, but the company's positions its digital retail arm as a truly, truly gamer-friendly environment. Its legion of fans sometimes overlooks its fault, including controversial tweets and marketing on controversial tweets and marketing and mandatory crunch during the development of Cyberpunk 2077. Although the game's development workflow and marketing was widely criticized ahead of its launch, fans' enthusiasm still remained high. The game pulled enough pre-orders and sales that the publisher said Cyberpunk 2077 had recouped all of its development costs in just one day after its release, but those tides have largely turned in the past week since Cyberpunk 2077 was released. Players have been furious at how poorly the game runs on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and even angrier that CD Projekt initially intentionally kept this footage out of reach for reviewers by not offering console review codes ahead of its launch. On Tuesday, CD Projekt CEO 
uh, admitted that to, admitted to investors that this was the wrong approach. Players continue to be upset with CD Projekt as they continue to seek refunds on the game, which the company encouraged players to do at the behest of other storefronts, your retailers, your digital storefront, whatever. Right, right, right. CD Projekt later clarified that it had no special arrangement with Sony or Microsoft to offer refunds and that players must have met the requirements to get that refund, something that often means not having started the game at all. But on Thursday night, Sony decided that they would offer refunds as well as outright remove the game from the PlayStation Store, a move that shocked the industry. Wednesday's announcement about Devotion seems to have eroded the goodwill that CD Projekt has established over the years with thousands of angry messages flooding GOG's Twitter account. Now, Sony seems to have cemented CD Projekt's very bad week. GOG has maintained its silence, but social media commentators still continue to bring up Devotion on that tweet and others. Only one other game that I've seen that got taken down from Sony was the Afro Samurai game. <laughs> because that game was super fucking bad and it had glitches and all that other shit. Wow. So that was the only other time I, I looked it up and I talked to a couple of friends. The only other time that Sony gave full refunds and took the game off of their uh, off of their platforms. That's crazy. It I don't know if CD Pro so. I know we're going to get into it, and I believe you're going to agree with me. I do not blame the de developers and, like, the artists and the story writers of this game. It comes down to this was the big manager heads making promises and basically telling everybody else, hey, get the shit done because we promised all these – we promised the world this and it's fucked up. I feel really bad for the developers and the people that worked so hard on, I mean, what, eight years? Yeah. On this game? Yeah. Like, it is completely ridiculous. I was talking to you about it Friday night, because, and I, I don't want to bring up, because I don't want, like, like drama. That's not what I'm trying to do here, is not create, like, Twitter drama and shit. But I had saw that Lawrence Sontag really likes the game. I mean, if you know Lawrence Sontag, he, fuck, this is his game. Like, he loves, like, anything cyberpunk. And his significant other that he lives with also works for CD Projekt Red. And basically, it went into a Twitter argument. He, 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 he basically reverted back to how he was and just started going off on anybody that said, like, the game was bad and all that stuff. It, it's pretty rough. I mean, I know people that are in the industry as quality people that are just like, yeah, I'm not going to touch this game until it comes back out. Like, it's real bad. I understand. So. I I completely get it. The yeah, I don't it's not at the fault of the developers. It's not at the fault of like the the people who who have been working on this game. This was a management and marketing issue. The game has been in development for 8 years. The the shareholders want their money. They want to see their investment on return and they saw an opportunity with this this new console launch, you know? They didn't give a shit. The only time that this game works 100% is when you're playing on a high-end PC. I don't have issues with this game. My glitches are minimal. Now, that may change yeah. because as chat has provided information, fucking the save file issue. If you continue to loot and amass an inventory and your save file goes over 8 megabytes, I think that's what it is, you have the possibility of corrupting your game. What? Yeah. That was something that came out just recently. 
maybe like within the last day or so. Holy shit, dude. So, and like when it comes to patching the game, you could patch a game. Patching save files is kind of dangerous. Like it happened yeah. it happened with The Witcher 3. I can't access my old save files because there were so I many patches that, that yeah. came out that it just would not be compatible. It was corrupted. It was unplayable. So, I'm very worried about my future playthrough. Now I'm I'm super early in the game. It shouldn't affect me for a while and I don't go looting like crazy. But right. still, no. That like that shit's nuts. That shit's absolutely fucking garbage. I don't work in game quality, but I would not want to be on the quality team of C- of Cyberpunk 2077 cuz even if it's not like the quality it's not the quality team's fault either yeah but they can only do so much quality in the time they're the ones that are going to be taking the brunt of all this yeah they're going to take the the front end of they're like well quality fucked up i'm like well you quality only fucks up if they're not given the time they're needed to perform their quality checks and it wasn't even that quality qa came out because there was a uh a video call a town hall meeting that cd project held and they're co- the, uh-huh. both CEOs like were talking to the actual developers and QA team, and the QA team and developers ripped them a fucking part. Just like we told you, this game was not ready for launch. We told you yep. why did you went went ahead and made the move to fucking release it. We told you about. Oh, was that that transcript you shared with yeah. me earlier this week? Yeah, I can pull that up if you want us to. I mean, it's long. It's super fucking long. It is. It's very, very, and the very thing is, long. It's, it's is that the long. CEOs couldn't fucking. They didn't have an answer. They didn't have a rebuttal to it, so they were just like, "Yeah, no." We Let's make up. sure to put that in the in the in the news notes sure. for the podcast this sure. week, so people can see it. Yeah, no, it's it's so fucking. I'll put nuts. it. I'll put it in the chat right now. It's so. It's not on the developers. This is completely on management, operations, and fucking marketing. That's what it was. They saw a console release. They wanted to be the big game for for Christmas, and now they've already announced that. The PS4 and Xbox One versions of CD Projekt will not be ready until February. That, oh my god. Well, I guess I hate to be that person, but that's when I'm going to play it. <laughs> so, also, this isn't a leak. This is an actual PDF file, so I can't share it. Oh, that sucks. But we'll see. I mean, it's got to be out there. You can find it. Go find the transcript. Because I read it. I read all of it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, because what it what, what you did it in response of... Because I think H2O showed just, like, one of the questions. And it was strictly about the refunds. Right. And even that was, like, that's a shitty answer to that. And you were like, oh, no, there's a transcript. And you sent the entire thing. And I'm just like, because it was all, it was the create, like, what is it, the creator, CEO, co-CEO? Like, they were having. It was, it was nearly like all hands on to- deck. Yeah. And then it, I, did, I didn't know that the people asking the questions, I didn't know that was the developers and quality. Yeah. I thought that was just like an external source. No, that was that was like the internal their source. company asking that. Yeah. So they knew that this game was fucked up. They said, "Hey, do not fucking release this game. It should have never came out. This game needed another 6 months of of fucking work on it. Another 6 months of quality." And and now there's still issues coming out even for the PS5 and Series X cuz now players are are saying that their entire screen will go black. And then they'll either launch up into the sky or fall through the floor indefinitely. I've seen, I've seen people have been T posing. Their character just T poses mm-hmm. and they can't see it because it's the first person game. So they look down at their shadow and their shadow's T posing. Like, this reminds me of the launch of Mass Effect Andromeda, which also had really bad fucking 
yeah. glitches yeah. in there at launch. It was not just the face stuff. No, even more. <laughs> no, there was. I played entire sections of me just t posing and then just like floating guns firing off during it was <laughs> you're a jedi it was a trip man <laughs> t-pose for dominance this cd project shit is is a fucking wreck and i know that there's some questions in uh the, <laughs> that we're gonna start going into very soon that asks like hey uh-huh. how is your opinion of fucking cd project red now We'll get into it. I guess we can hold off on talking more of it until we get into the questions. I mean, I don't, I don't know much more else that I can say about about this. The the one thing that I will say about the whole devotion issue, it's been it's been found, it's been reported that China has what's called the fifty cent army, in which they will pay its citizens fifty cents per post, either harassing or promoting or defending. Uh, Chinese values so it could very well be that a lot of these people who are posting on there are just highly patriotic and doesn't want anything bad mouth about fucking China or I mean like the government just pays them out you know it's it's it it was reported by YouTube by Google that that shit was happening in the first place so what's the legitimacy it just sounds like that GOG is is trying to save their coffers, trying to like hold on to whatever money is left in their wallets. It doesn't want to risk losing out on the Chinese market because game hasn't come out yet there. So what are you going to do? Let's hopefully, hopefully they don't, they don't shoot themselves in the foot like that monster Hunter movie did. Jesus. I, I just need to get a physical copy from Taiwan. They usually have an English translation on there. And, uh, yeah. Oh, of the Monster Hunter movie or the game? No, the Devotion game. I, I don't want the fucking Monster Hunter. Movie. Oh, the Devotion no, game. That. Okay. That got a three on IGN by a way. By the way, IGN's review because they do movie reviews too. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah, I know because it's a video game movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it got a three. Not surprised. It was like terrible plot line. A, a movie that piggybacks off of a cool franchise. Yeah, and that's the only thing. And I was like, yeah, that's one hundred percent what that movie is. Yeah. So. <laughs> No lies there. Jesus Christ, man. Because, like, when you look at cyberpunk and, like, when we saw that, like, that cyberpunk has such a cool aesthetic. Like, I like cy- I like punky stuff. I like that. I mean, fucking, uh, what was it? Run the Jewels promoted this shit as well. They had a new uh, album, or not a new album, but a new song come out, and the music video is, like, them in the cyberpunk world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just marketing. <sighs> Like they they got yeah, paid to true. do that. I, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily oh, yeah. like oh we love this game. It's just like yo they gave us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, but still it's like they're they're the, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, though, right. I get it. Yeah, I get it. So all right, let's move on to the questions then. Okay. Uh, we're gonna be catching the games or the questions that we missed out on last week, and correct. It's probably gonna be a little bit of a long form thing. That's why we only had one news article. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> God damn, Zombie Hunter. That's a lot of questions. Uh, okay, from last week, what is your opinion on CD Projekt Red screwing up this release of Cyberpunk 2077 even after all these delays? Do you think that it's shitty of CD Projekt Red to tell reviewers that they can't show any footage of their gameplay before the release of the title so that people couldn't judge it before its actual release? What is your opinion? Uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much answered it like we don't blame – I don't blame the developers. I think it's super shitty. 
I think it's super shitty of uh, them not being able to show release like release footage and all that stuff. But again, that doesn't come down to the developers or the writers or the art designers and all that stuff. That was a management uh, decision, mm. and it was a super shitty bad management decision. Yeah. And the problem is the management decision or the management department isn't the one that's going to get in trouble for no. this. It's going to fall in the QA. Yep. Uh, the question about whether what's your opinion about the video game awards and if there's any winners that didn't win the awards, whatever, we already talked about that. The, the video game awards were a fucking train wreck. Has CD Projekt Red yeah. lost all respect from you with all the stories of crunch and now this shit show going off about an obviously unfinished game? Management, yes. Management of CD Projekt Red does not look great. But the other stuff looks like the I don't that's my thing is their managing is terrible. Their managing is not good at all. And again, I can't I've never managed a fucking company that run makes I've never ran I mean I've ran a team of people, but like not something at this caliber, but it's still so fucking shitty. Like that's all I'm just gonna say. It's shitty. I'm gonna say no. I even even with management one, like running a company is difficult. You have to make hard decisions, and sometimes they blow up in your face. It takes a right. long time period and a long history of you fucking up for you to lose my respect. EA is one of those examples. I can't fucking stand EA. <laughs> I don't God. like dealing with EA. Don't get me wrong. You're not a fan of Blizzard either. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan of Blizzard either. Don't get me wrong. Like I think that everything that's going on with CD Projekt Red is fucking garbage and unacceptable. But I'm not gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, CD Projekt Red is now shit." Now, it what it takes more than one big thing to get on your shit list. Yeah, what it comes down to is that this is a major fuck up, and what matters is how they come out from this position. Because my favorite redemption story I go back to is No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Yeah. Did all the they things. won an award? <laughs> no Man's Sky did all the things that CD Projekt Red. They were overhyped. They underperformed. They they failed to to deliver on pretty much every single aspect. They lied about what was going on with their game. It was just a fucking shit show. And they spent the yep. next year and a half fixing that game, and now it is fantastic. The difference is is that that is an ongoing game that you can just pick up and play at any time. There's not really it's not really story driven. CD Projekt Red is yeah. not that, or not CD Projekt Red, but Cyberpunk 2077 is not that type of game. That is an RPG. No. Uh, and for you yeah. to turn around and say, oh, it launched. It got a soft launch. We we had you guys pay $60 to beta test our game. Uh, so it's 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 just bad. It's just bad right now. Let, I mean, let's ask the question. I mean, so I believe we both think that there could be a redemption here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, chat says, after seeing Square Enix fix 14, I feel like anybody can make a comeback if they put in the effort. Man, let me tell you. I remember, I wasn't playing back then, but I went back and watched videos of, like, when they were ending the game. Mm -hmm. And there was literally, they watched a meteor hit the, it's the opening to uh, A Realm Reborn. Yeah. And the server just crashes. And it won't let you, it wouldn't let them log back That's in. That's crazy. That's fucking That's wild. I wish I would have been there because that would have been fucking cool. <laughs> like it's like that's one of those MMO things. You're like, oh shit. Oh, let me see thing. my own demise. Yeah, yeah. And then like I don't know how long. How long was the development? Like when that ended to when Realm Reborn came out. Uh, I don't know how long of a. I think it was something like two years. I think Realm like Final Fantasy 14 was released in 12, uh, maybe 11. 
Sounds about right. And then right, it yeah. got re-released in 2014 because I remember playing the beta for A Realm Reborn, and everyone is just like, "This is amazing! This is so good!" And I'm, I'm like the new guy here, and I'm just like, "What the fuck are you guys all talking about?" And just like, "Oh, he doesn't oh, yeah, know. I, he doesn't know." Yeah, I, I got a bunch of my friends because I think we were still playing WoW then, or we had just like started weaning ourselves off of WoW. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, let's play Realm Reborn. I was like, yo, I like Final Fantasy. And I couldn't find a copy of it. Like, you could not find a copy of Realm Reborn. Not a physical copy. Okay. I wanted a okay. physical copy. I mean, you could do digital all day. But I wanted a physical copy because I think it might have came with something. I don't know why I wanted a physical copy back then. But I finally got one. And I was just like, yo, this game's fucking cool. And everyone's like, yeah, it's so much better. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's so much better than what? And they're like, oh. Just like in your boat, you're like, he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm playing the best version, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, A Realm Reborn is really good. I've, I'm so upset that I haven't gotten back into it, and it's just not going to happen. It's Because in February, Next Generation for PSO2 comes out, and I'm just like, oh, that's it. That's it. I've tri- I, got, I have WoW for basically free, and I still can't play it. I thought maybe if I wasn't paying for it, then I was just like, but in in the end, you're paying for it with time. But again, I will say this, and I will hold 100% true to it. MMOs are 100% better when you have a dedicated group of friends to play it with. Yes. In my situation with Final Fantasy and uh, WoW, I got a couple people that I talk to on WoW, but I don't actually play with them. Mm -hmm. And Final Fantasy XIV, I was just like, I knew one person, and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, it's a social gathering is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how it was. In WoW. When I used to play WoW, I had a group. I had a guild where I was friends with, like, everybody. And we would just, like, talk shit, do raids, and all that other stuff. And it was just fun as fuck. We just fucking but, bullshit. I get it. Yeah, yeah right? When I when I did my run of Final Fantasy fourteen, the entire house was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I was yeah. the tank. Tiff was the, the dragoon. Nick was a healer. We had fucking uh, AJ. He'd be some fucking shit, some sort of mage or some, some yeah cat girl, or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> he he was just extra there, and that's what we did. Every and a realm reborn was rough. <laughs> like it wasn't rough. Like it was just. It wasn't. I wouldn't say rough, but it was. It was tough at some parts. Mm-hmm. Like it was really tough at some parts. Yeah. Like the ultimate fight and all that stuff. So. Chat says they play Black with me. I, I, I'd have to, like, dedicate time and get back into it. I'm willing, but I have to clear off some of my queue before I actually get into it. Yep. I, I might, if I can get a dedicated, like, playing again, I might do it, like, try to stream it again. But mm-hmm. I'm not even done with the main story quest yet. <laughs> like, I'm not even done with the main line yet. I'm there. I'm level, what is it, 80? It's either 80 or 70. I think it's 80 right now. But I haven't finished the main storyline yet. Zombie Hunter asks, if you had nice a 80. choice of running a perfectly rendered 30 frames per second game or having a slight, slightly graphical downgrade in order to play 60 frames a second, which would you choose and why? Oh, so I read this wrong. At first, I thought he, I read it as a perfectly rendered, perfectly working 30 FPS or slightly graphical downgrade with like some hitches and shit like that in 60 frames per second. So my first answer was going to be the 30 frames per second. But, I mean, I've played games at a slight graphical downgrade with 60 FPS just because that's what I was able to with my rig. Comes, to, but it, it comes down to what type of game we're talking about. If it's a first-person shooter or a fighting game, it has to be 60 frames a second. 
there's you can't yeah, even say that you can't even say that with first person shooters because i usually play like campaign single player first person shooters if i'm playing multiplayer it has to be 60 frames has to oh well doom those has to be 60 frames okay second. yeah then doom doom is another example of that i'm just doom eternal is so fast paced i'm just thinking about like me watching the frames watching my timing trying to learn the game in a fighting game it has to be 60 frames if i'm playing ghost of tsushima yeah. put that bitch up on 30 I don't care. It's a movie. Yeah, I can do that. I, if I'm playing a platformer, a Mario game, I mean, if I'm playing a Mario game, chances are it's only at 30 frames per second anyway. Yeah. So, so, no, fuck that. It, it it depends on the game. Yeah. Next one, Haru, Gen 8 veteran. For Corey, what was it that brought <laughs> he you? He changed his name. <laughs> he changes his name like every month. What was it that brought yeah. you to have a joy in cooking? All right, man, this... uh. I mean, cooking's already always. I've been so I've been playing video games since I was three, and I've been cooking since I was three years old. I was cooking things in the microwave when I was young, because I mean, it wasn't that my parents weren't around. It's just like you know, I would wake up and my parents would be working so much that they'd be asleep. So I'm just like, I'm not gonna wake them up. I make my own food. And my dad is a big cook. Like he likes to cook at home. So I I just learned how to cook. The main thing is, and I will say this to anyone when it comes to cooking, is. You can be moral fucking enemies. Like, Chris, you and I could fucking hate each other. But if we sat down and ate food together, a good meal together, we would still have some kind of connection going on. Mm-hmm. Does that make yes. sense? Another thing is, too, I've always really been, in, been into art. In high school, I took four years of art. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to be a graphic designer. I wanted to work on video games at one point. And then it dawned on me. I was like, hey, I like to eat. I like to cook. And I like art. And I love math and science. Cooking is art, math and science, and that's it, basically. Like, that's all it is. And it's just, I mean, it's bringing people together. And also fucking flexing on people to be like, I can fucking cook good food. I changed my Twitter handle to the end to where it says, I cook good fucking food, is what I put on my Twitter. Like, I just, uh, like, I don't know if it's because I've gotten older and I'm starting to realize, because I, I mean, when I was younger, I mean, you too probably eat out all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you could do that when you're younger. Yeah. You have a metabolism that lets you do it. It's easier. And all that shit, I mean, we both kind of grew up poor, so we didn't get to eat out a whole lot growing up. So there's a part of that in, that, in our life where we're like, yo, fucking let's eat out all the time. Why would you ever fucking cook food? But now we're at the point where I'm just like, I'm tired of shitty fucking food. My life is very finite, and I want to eat good fucking food. Right. That's what I want to do. So, that's what I got to, I mean, you can tell I got a passion for it, mm-hmm. man. So, 100%. I love it. <laughs> no, I see. I, All right, so I'll, I'll, I mean, if we want to keep talking about it, let's do it. I was going to ask you your question. Um, Fuck, I'm going to combine Haru's and Infinity's. Infinity asked, okay. uh, what do you look for in a fighting game? And Haru was asking me, what initially got you into fighting games and what keeps you coming back to them? I'm I'm almost positive I've answered this before, but just for brevity's yeah. sake, it was Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear is what got me into fighting games, and it was because of the soundtrack. I didn't have anybody to play with, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I needed I needed a reason to keep on coming back. I mean, like Smash was Smash. When I was younger, Smash was just like, oh, it's my favorite fucking Nintendo characters. Let's play this. But I never really, like, got into it. Like, Guilty Gear is when I started, like, learning, like, multiple characters just because I thought that they were so fucking cool. 
which has changed because now whenever you have a main in Guilty Gear, you hate the rest of the cast because you think they're fucking broken. <laughs> like Zato, fuck Zato. Zato has two characters on the field at any given time. Fuck him. Right? I I'm I'm the same with Guilty Gear. Like I I've always known about fighting mm-hmm. games, but when I and unfortunately I've told this story too. My first Guilty Gear experience was Isuka, but I didn't play a lot of it because I'm like this game sucks. But then I remember there was a, uh, and I've talked about this store. I believe it's shut down now, but we used to go to an anime store in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And my best friend, she picked up the Midnight Carnival soundtrack. And it was the live version. And it was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yo, fucking video games can have this kind of music? And I have a burned copy somewhere. I want a physical version of it. I want a legit copy of it because that album is so good. Music has been, music's a very big part of my life. And having good music in a game can sometimes make a shitty, shitty controlling game make me still stay in a game because the soundtrack's so good. Hell yeah. I. And I'm bad at fighting games. You don't (laughs) practice them. That's what it is. I know. I don't want to practice. That's I like. I just want to be good. I'm that guy that if I sold my soul to the devil, I'd be like, "Hey, I want to automatically be good at every instrument I pick up." <laughs> so, like, I love music. I love fighting games, but I, I, I won't. I don't put the time, bro. In. That's just what it comes down to. Like, you have to have a fun single player interface for fighting games. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. And ever since these fighting games started incorporating combo systems or com- like sample yeah. combos into their game it's become so much easier for me to get into the game because now i can go into a a fighting game and say okay i know at least one bread and butter i understand how the neutral works i understand how some of the execution works let's fucking go let's fucking do this Mm -hmm. older fighting games didn't have that and guilty gear also didn't have that i like i don't know how i was good at guilty gear when i was younger because i was just fucking winging it and it wasn't until Xard <laughs> when I started playing online where I was just like, oh, there's a formula. There's a formula to this type yeah. of shit. And then Guilty Gear had the mission mode where they go in-depth of every single system mechanic that they have. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. you know. And then the combos, the combo system that's in there. There are combos that are in the, the samples, the sample combos that are still viable in, in fucking meta. Like there are, there are some like variations where you can just go fucking ham. But like your the one of the most basic things that Soul does is uh is six H into Bandit Bringer into Fafnir. That is the cornerstone of all of your corner carries for Soul. Once he gets you counter hit on six H, and you just go Bandit Bringer Fafnir, take him to the fucking wall. Start your dust loop there, or start your fucking uh your break carry there. It's it just becomes second nature. And the, like when you hit that, you get muscle movement. You get so fucking pumped. You get so excited. I'm just like, oh, you're fucking dead. It's it. It's over. It's fucking over. Yeah. And then you go into dragon install and fuck their day. <laughs> I, I mean, so like final boss has this thing where he's just like, you just turn your fucking brain off once you hit dragon install. And I've started to change that because he's just like screaming unga bunga. Fuck this Fafnir, 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 Fafnir bullshit that you keep on doing. I mean, it's really easy to deal with that. You just stay away. Because it, it'll run out so quick. But Soul does rush down really hard in Dragon Install. And just to put it out there, it's really hard to win with Soul. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> it's really hard to win with Soul. Y'all just suck, okay? Soul has no mix-ups. 
And I keep trying to tell these motherfuckers. Soul Hat does not have a mix-up. He is very honest. He goes in your face. You can block him all day. He's got one overhead. He's got a projectile and a command grab. His entire game plan is just like, I have to make sure I throw this gun flame out so I can Roman cancel into a command grab. And hopefully you're not crouching by then. He's the mono red player of Guilty Gear. Pretty much. <laughs> like, that's why you like Pretty him. Much. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I say I don't put the time in, but I put the time in when it comes to cooking. I told you the story at Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Where my mom was like, do you have to put, like, do you need to have this nice dish? I said, presentation's half the grade, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, I put the, and I put it on the plate. And I put it on the table. She's like, this looks beautiful. I was like, if anybody touches anything on this fucking t- table before I get my pictures, I will kill you. <laughs> uh, as far as what I'm looking uh, for in a fighting game, I- I've just come to the fact that I love weeb games. They're so fast. If I can if I can move quickly, if I have mobility, and I can throw out eight to ten hit combos just on a whim, the game is for me. I need to feel like I mean, I'm look actually at them fighting doing herds. things. Exactly. Them fighting herds is a perfect example of like a game that I'm looking for. It's got it's got Good depth. core mechanics. It's it teaches you the game and I can just do stupid ass bullshit. Stupid ass bullshit all day. You give me that, don't give me this fucking street fighter shit where I do a five hit combo and everyone flips the fuck out. Nah, fuck that shit. I want to be like typing a fucking essay. When I'm fucking playing fighting games. You want Marvel level. You want the counter to hit three digits. Exactly. I need to learn how to play Marvel. I'm trash. We played MVCI the other day. And first off, I'm surprised Sigma is that good. Secondly, I am garbage. I have absolute fucking You are. Trash. I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. Everyone saw it. <laughs> what was it? You killed one person. You're like, I don't care. I got it. <laughs> I, That's like I was when I killed you. I just ran off the Panda, stage. I was like, fuck it. I got one. Panda is so good at that game. So fucking, he was whipping all of our asses. And he put you in your place, too, when you tried to say, like, what was... No, what did you say? You said something was ass. He goes, have you played it since such and such? Or you played it... Oh, it was DMC. You were like, that I... game's ass. And he was like, did you play this I version? No, and he was. I, I'm still apprehensious. I'm still apprehensious to do it. He was... He, he is... He is knowledgeable and defensive about the things he yes. loves. Which everybody should yes. be. yes. H2O asks, if you can become instantly good at a game by committing every single detail of it to memory, item locations, puzzle solutions, endings, what game would that be? Also, if this was to happen, would you ever play it again? You just... Guilty Gear so I could beat Chris. Oh, my God. (laughs) Every time. Uh... Well, it'd have to be a competitive game, right? Something you could win money at? Like, that would be my choice. I was looking at it from a speedrunning edge. Oh, speedrunning would be Mario Mario sixty four. I mean, you like I love. You that pretty shit. much described like my preparation for Ocarina of Time when I was doing the randomizer. Oh my god, oh, that yeah. game is a fucking nightmare to randomize. <laughs> Jesus fucking god! Like I learned about like hidden locations, shit I've never even seen. Like there's like other realms in Ocarina of Time that you've just never even thought about doing. I thought I completed the game before. No, I haven't opened up every single chest. That shit is crazy. I'll find the realm when I where I turn it off, so I'll be fine with it. Ha, 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 fuck you. <laughs> uh, Raijin Dragon asks, what do you think fighting games, or why do you think fighting games are such a niche genre as opposed to mainstream genres such as first-person shooters? Marketing. 100% yep. marketing. That is the biggest yep. fucking issue that comes down with uh, fighting games. What are the biggest fighting games right now? Street Fighter V, 
Mortal Kombat 11, Tekken 7. Who runs those fucking companies? Capcom, Bandai Namco, NRS. NRS is like the the underdog between the three of them. But Bandai Namco and Capcom are multi-million dollar companies. Not yep. billion, but they're huge. They do things outside of fighting games. When we look at like actual fighting games, like actual niche fighting games, like Guilty Gear, Unist, Dragon Ball, Dragon Balls, like those are all run. And the only reason why Dragon Ball blew the fuck up is because it's published by Bandai Namco. And it's Dragon Ball Z. I mean, like that helps too. But I'm just saying like Bandai Namco has the money to fucking push those games. So Guilty Gear is trying to break that mold. But the problem that it comes down to is, and this was a conversation that I was having with a buddy of mine because I've been thinking about doing a side piece about why is it so fucking hard to get into fighting games? The reason is, is because fighting games, in order for you to enjoy fighting games, you have to be good at them. So that means that you are literally buying a game knowing that you're going to be asked, you're going to have your shit pushed, and you're going to be put into lobbies where everyone is better than you. It's not like first-person shooters where I can go in into a fucking campaign and not get waxed over. Because even on easy mode in fighting games, a new player will get their shit pushed in arcade mode. Yeah. Imagine going into like an online fucking lobby where somebody knows one bread and butter, knows one special, and knows how the neutral plays in that game. And a lot of people just don't want to put the time in. Well, because they get their shit pushed. It is getting into fighting games, and I'm going to pull a an article from Flip Pat the Flip, who is a West Coast Guilty Gear TO, also Chipmane. He compares fighting games and your fighting game journey to learning martial arts. And it's like, it is very much a, a relationship with yourself where you are constantly challenging yourself day in and day out. You want to get better at this game. You got to go fucking and play. You have to go out and practice. You have to find other people who are better than you and learn how to fucking play the game. Fighting games are a niche genre because nothing is tailored to you to make you feel better about yourself by yourself if you go online you're going to get your shit pushed if you don't know what the fuck you're doing right yeah one of the ways that you can fix that is by teaching people the intricacies and the details within their single player uh campaign that i think that that's what that's what the next step is like actually teach people in depth what it is they need to expect and what it is that they need to learn about each of these characters within their campaign. Make it fucking tutorial mode. Say, hey, this is how you fucking FD. How does anyone know how to put how to FD when they jump into a game? You don't. It's not like an FPS where it's just like, here's your fucking loadout and you have an idea, a, a minor idea of what yeah. it is that you're supposed to be doing. So, it may, I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. You're just like, why would I want to buy a game where I know I'm going to be bad at it? Like, it takes a special breed. It's a special breed to be like, look, I know I'm going to be shit at this. I'm going to be shit at this for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I want I it's it's I want to say a little bit of ego and it's a lot of like I want to be able to be the dunker. Ego is a lot. Yeah. Is a lot oh, it's in the same fighting thing. games. And I know and I'm going to get a lot of shit back on this if anyone that took class with me this semester hears this, which they won't. But one of the first key rules you find out in the kitchen is ego has no place. Mhm. I agree with that, but I also have a huge fucking ego when it comes to my food. Like, I just do. It's just me. I don't let it fuck up my other shit. Like, I know how to work with a team and all that other stuff. But it feels so good to know 
that you know your shit's good. Whether it be food, or whether it be your combos, or whether it be your raid techniques when you're playing an MMO, you know your shit's good, and you don't need anybody else to tell you it is. There, like, there's a, it feels so fucking good. There, there is like kind of like it, this is the narcissist in me because uh, this weekend I was playing Guilty Gear with Boxer Ninja. He's also a new guy mm-hmm. in the Discord. He also he recently did a uh, a Tekken tournament. He hosted a TO to Tekken tournament. That's where you got that idea from. <laughs> no, no, no. This this was just like arbitrarily in passing. He was just like, hey, by the way, we're doing a Tekken tournament. I'm like, oh, bet, cool, yo, let oh, me jump okay, in. Cool. But right. he was he was constantly like hyping me up he was just like yo chris knows his shit chris knows his shit if there's anyone you need to ask you ask chris because being being acknowledged as the proverbial black belt in the room is like feels really fucking good knowing that you can just go into this room and just wax everybody it's just like but on the other end the other end it's also a really good reality check once you go into a room with other black belt oh yeah 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 i walk into the fucking guilty gear discord and i'm just another motherfucker I, i'm it's a good reality check that we all need that have these huge egos that mm-hmm. we need to be brought back down there, there's a saying uh steel sharpens steel iron sharpens iron and the the goal is is that in order for these games to be successful if what if the net code fails if the the developer fails if the marketing fails it falls on the community to make sure that those games don't die that's what it comes down to so chat says uh they love watching them but they can't play them i'm like and i'm like that brings me back to the conversation we had a couple weeks or a few weeks ago what was it uh there's the gym what'd you say that's in the fighting game when you go to a tournament there's the johnny's there's the Jimmies. Oh yeah, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. There's there's the Timmies. There's the Jimmies, and then there's the Spikes. The the Timmies. The Timmies are the people who like know the tech. They're reading up on the fucking the the frame data, and they try out they try out new things. You know, they 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 like they'll play a game and they just want to try out one sick combo that they've been working on. It may not carry. It may not have the the power or the potential to do something, but it fucking looks cool when you pull it off. It's like learning your first dust loop or trying your first new variation of the dust loop and just pulling it off and getting hype about it. They know the game. They may have some of the execution, but they're they're kind of there to like learn and like pretty and like engulf this game. You got your 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 jimmies who are this just there to have fun. These are your button masters. I'm the jimmies. I'm you, the jimmies. You are I'm there the... to be fucking hype and you're there for the the energy that feeds off of the community, right? I hype so I'm I'm a jimmy but I'm also like yo, what the fuck do you need? Mm-hmm. Like what do you need? Do you need me to go get you something? Do you, what do you like? And that's I'm the, the guy and that's that... a jimmy. Jimmy is the guy that comes brings hot dogs every single week to the You local. need the jimmies. You need the jimmies in order for for it to be fucking hype. Right, you need it to be successful. There's those are your logistic guys. They're there to have a good time. They choose the unga bunga character. They play Leo. They play on stylish. They just go in and they don't give a fuck what happens. They want to see big fucking specials, big fucking instant kills. And then you have the spikes who are the sweaty motherfuckers. Right, that's me. Yeah, I'm the spike. Right? I'm the one that's sitting there in training mode for fucking hours looking for the most optimal way to win. And then when I win, I let everyone know that I fucking win. All right? Those are the motherfuckers I mean, even, who win. 
even before I met you, Buster Wolf, when he lived here before he moved, mm-hmm. I mean, we would go to tournaments, and he was like really big into Injustice One when it first came out. He was good. He got second at a tournament, second or third, and. I'm just like hyping him up the entire time. And he's like, yo, you got to calm down with your hype. I was like, why? He's like, you're good at it, but I'm fucking shaking right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you're hyping me up too much. I'm like, you got to fucking go, bro. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you need pizza? You you need pizza. That's what you need. You need pizza. That's what it is. I'm like a cross between uh, a, a, a Jimmy and a Spike. Or really, you could be a combination between all three because I'm constantly looking at frame data. I'm constantly looking at like, why the fuck did Infinity beat me again with his fucking Jacko? What am I missing? Is that a command grab? Is that an entire mo- How does that fucking grab that, like, it's a hit, and then it just swings into a grab? How does that fucking work? And then I, when I find out, I'm just like, your ass is mine. Your ass is mine. <laughs> I, got, I got your number now, I got your number now. <laughs> Literally what happened. That's a you, true story. You a hoe. You a hoe is what you are. That's a true fucking story. So, uh, oh. last question, Scotty. I miss, I miss, hold on. I fucking miss fighting game tournaments, man. I just I can't miss wait for them to come back. Hopefully, hopefully things will get back to normal in the summer. I can't wait for the world to stop burning. Exactly. <laughs> Scotty Mofa Show asks, the speedrun bug hit me, and I am into enough obscure games people dislike that I maybe could hop into a few boards. What's a game that you dig that you think may have had a shot making the boards, that you may have had a shot for in making the boards for? So a little backstory on why Scotty got the bug was he fucked up and started looking at speed runs of Christmas nights into dreams. Oh, and he was like, God. I can fucking do this. I think the world record's like 13 minutes for like all like, what is it? Sonic and like two other characters. He has to do all three of them or something mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, if you're passionate enough about a game and love it, like that's the whole reason you speed run it. Right. Like, that's why, like, you have to be also kind of insane. Like I watch like, Caleb Hart, or I watch people that do Mario 64 stream or Mario 64 speedruns and all that. You have to be a little insane. Like, Caleb Hart does 100% of Final Fantasy 7. That's a 22 hour speedrun. I know. That's ridiculous. I know. I've done it before. I know. Not 100%. Like, we were watching. I remember years ago, I was I was over at my buddy's house. I was like, what are you watching? I was like, oh, he, he said, oh, I'm watching a Final Fantasy IX speedrunner. I was like, oh, cool. And then the guy was four hours in. He goes, fuck, resets. And I was like, what happened? He goes, he got bad RNG. And I'm like, four hours in? <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, uh, a game that I think I could maybe have a shot at would be maybe Star Fox 64. But I would have to, like, look into it. That's something I could play over and over and over and over again and get better at it. The game that I sat there and said, I can probably do this. The first game where I sat there and said, I could probably do this was Pokemon Yellow. And then I found out, no, sir, you cannot do this. And then I saw a speed run of Ocarina of Time. And I was just like, I can do this. And lo and behold, no, Antichrist cannot do this. <laughs> and then I saw Super Mario 64, and I'm like, I have to be able to do this. And I got one trick right. <laughs> I could do a BLJ. That's about Mario it. Mario 64, and I would say Super Mario 3 has very good entry-level speedrun categories. If you really... Super Mario 3, you could do the three whistles. Yeah. Like, you could do that really fast. If you really want to get into speedrunning, there is a tutorial that was done live on Games Done Quick. I want to say it was, like, 2011, 2012, where they did a live 
beginner level speed run of Strider for the NES. That is, that's, yeah, that's another one. That's a really easy game to speed run because that game is broken. I think that if I ever decide to actually learn how to do a speed run, it's probably going to be one of the original Sonic games, not OG Sonic One. I I just don't like that. It's game. It's a rough game. <laughs> but Sonic Two, Sonic Two seems pretty easy. Uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles seems harder, but still fun. You've played it so much. I played it a lot, so we can def I can definitely probably like look into doing something like that. I don't know. I've I've lost the the will to do a a speed run of any sorts. If I do do a speed run, I might start with Minute because that game is essentially a speed run. Yeah. Well, your bug bite's gone. You don't have the bite anymore. Exactly. So the desire's not there. I just want to play fighting games. I got so much shit going on that I don't really have much more time to commit to anything. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. The the itch has left solid. You know, the I itch got the cream left. and the itch is gone now. So <laughs> what I really want to play is Ibuki Warriors, man. That game is no, so fucking don't. garbage. Wait, Ibuki. Oh, Are you not, talking about that Xbox game? No, I'm talking about Kabuki Warriors. That's the fucking game. That game is bad. Uh, that game is real bad. You just like to play. You should speed run bad games. That's what you need to do. Yeah. I just want to... My my content needs to be like, oh, here's all the bad games that I've played. Bro, you could speed run the, uh, the Space Invaders forever. No, I'm not. Like, you're... you're a... No, I'm not. Get that shit out of here. Oh, uh, the speed run of Gigantics? Of Giganta? Whatever, Gigantamax? Whatever the fuck it is? You don't get to have such a cool name and be a shitty game. Exactly. Like, literally, okay, so this is this is the hard part. I'm going to leave my controller on the floor, and I'm going to just let that run. I'm going to go take a shit. I'll be right back. Yep. <laughs> Three minutes shit. Beat the game in ten minutes. Uh, that's Christ, that's all man. I got. Corey, what are you doing this week? Well, my mom and dad are coming for Christmas Eve. I'm sorry. They're just going to spend the night. It It's just mom and dad. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of a deal. I can handle mom and dad. They kind of go off and do their own thing after they get done visiting and all that stuff, too. So it's and I believe that'll be a total of four people in our house. I think we're going to be OK with the uh, with the covids. OK. And, uh, so uh, other than that, I got some work shit to finish up. I'm working on ours, the Megavision stream schedule because I do that every for every week. That'll be going out around midday to uh, well Monday. And then I'm working on my own. I'll be doing uh Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on Monday night. We're going to keep going with that. Tuesday, I think I'm going to play uh, Tanuki Justice. I'm going to buy it. I think it was like $11 on the e uh, on the Nintendo eShop. Okay. It was on sale. Uh, I think it's normally a $15 game. So I'll play that. And then I think I'm going to take Wednesday night for Mega Visions. But I don't know what I'm going to play yet. Uh, I think TJ is making his comeback on Monday. Oh, some of the Thomas yeah. Wave games. And uh, Scotty's going to be playing, I guess he has the Home Alone itch. He's going to be playing Home Alone. I don't know if he's playing one and two. Does he know that game's bad? It... I mean, he beat it. So, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know of a Christmas game I could play. So, I don't know what I'll play. I'll play something. I don't believe in Christmas. So, I'm not doing anything special in that regard. <laughs> Santa's not I mean, real. Jesus Christ, man. Santa's <laughs> not real. I am probably going to do Sonic Rider Zero Gravity on Monday. On Tuesday, we're going to try to finish off 
egg. I don't think I'm anywhere near the end though. I know that I'm I know I'm definitely in the middle of egg. So we're going to keep on playing egg. I might move my Friday stream to Wednesday because nobody's going to be streaming on Christmas cuz I've got my mom coming over and she's just just she's insane. She's insane. <laughs> she's an insane woman. But she takes care of the kid so that I can just like relax. So that's cool. Fuck off. Fuck off. Spend some time with my wife. Wednesday, I don't know what I'm going to play. I might do something like obscure if I do a stream on Wednesday. And if I have time Saturday to do Mega Visions, we're going to continue Fancy Star 4. You know, I've taken a liking to that game again. <laughs> Hell, I might even just keep on streaming some Yakuza 0 and start doing my cabaret bullshit. So. There's a, there's snowy parts, right? That's your Christmassy thing you can do in those games. There's no Christmas. Aren't there no. like three? Isn't there like three games that take place in at Christmas? I don't know. I think Yakuza Five does. Maybe there's like two or three Yakuza games that take place around Christmas. I don't know. Watch Die Hard. I don't. I don't care. Uh, speaking of which, we're watching. I'm gonna be watching a lot of those movies. I think I forgot about this movie, and I think you would really like it. It's called Eight Crazy Nights. I love and that it, movie. I knew you would love that I movie. I love and that movie. And, it, and it, it is not a Christmas movie. It's a Hanukkah movie. It's the same season. That I was thought you were about to say it's the same thing. I was like, dude, no, it's not. <laughs> it's the same. So, it's the same season. Yeah, we got a whole list. We got like, I want to watch Eight Crazy Nights. I want to watch. I mean, we got to rewatch Gremlins. Die Hard is Christmas night. We always watch that, watch that on Christmas night. And uh, we got a whole list of Christmas movies we're going to watch. What fucking pisses me off? We were wrapping presents the other night. And I was like, you know, it was Wednesday. I decided not to stream. And uh, you're not done wrapping presents, are you? <laughs> you better hurry up. Uh, but I was going through, I think, Hulu. Might have been Hulu. And I'm going through looking for Christmas movies. I'm very upset that their list of Christmas movies is all those shitty Hallmark Christmas movies now. Ew. Those are the fucking worst. That probably I'm is going to change soon because didn't Disney just buy out Hulu? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, well, I got an article for you then. Oh, no. Ah, shit. But, no, we'll be watching a lot of those. I'm probably... I won't be drinking, but I'll be doing other things. I need to get some eggnog. I haven't even fucking got eggnog yet, man. It's crazy. We I got one of my Christmas presents early. We don't do eggnog. We do coquito. And we missed out on you doing do horchata. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't do horchata. Horchata is a Mexican drink. Coquito is more of a uh, an Islander drink. I think it, it like nah, I, it's really. I can't tell. The I think it's so. like really well. Horchata <laughs> is like rice milk. Uh, coquito. I was fucking with you. I was trying to be racist. <laughs> don't do that. Don't be mean, sir. You know what? I want to tell you one thing. I. People have been pissing me off, like, just driving around, and I don't like big crowds because we went to – we had to go shopping yesterday and all that stuff. We were in – where were we? We were somewhere, and I got a face mask on. So when you're wearing a face mask, if you disguise it enough, you can yell out shit and no one knows it's you. So I almost started oh, yelling no. out, oh, no. get these honky – get out of my way, honky. Look, I don't care. You can say honky. <laughs> Honky's one of the funniest fucking racial slurs. It is a racial slur, but let's be honest. It's a white racial slur. No one gives a shit about those. So – and honky is the funniest one. It is, it is the funniest one. And I'll just call, I'll call Hallie. Is, is that what you do? Are you, you are you taking back honky? Is that is I'm that? I'm taking back honky. <laughs> I'm taking back honky, <laughs> but not in the way that people think. <laughs> oh man, 
Oh, shit. Well, anyway, I would like to... This is going to be the episode that comes out before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, have a festive Kwanzaa. Uh, what's the... What, what is festivus it? Festivus for the, the rest of this. Festivus, yeah, there's like the pagan holiday. I mean, Christmas is technically a pagan holiday and all that shit, but... Just en- don't tell enjoy the f- that. <laughs> guess what conversation <laughs> I'm having Christmas Eve? Yeah, has she? Fa- you got your you got your card yet? Which one? Oh, it's this, in the mail. This, I can't. Wait. Oh, I hope it I goes hope- before Christmas. So hold on, hold on. Let me let me double check because it just that's gonna be your Christmas gift to yourself. <laughs> in, in case For people that don't know, yeah, yeah. Uh, go I ahead. I am an official member of the Satanic Temple. Uh, let me see. Let me his see. mom doesn't know. And my mom does not know yet. <laughs> and he's also 32, so like he doesn't have to tell his mother. So, <laughs> so it is. It is on its way. That's all that they can say that it's on its way. If it is by here before Christmas, I am... you'll acknowledge Christmas as a holiday this year. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But I am framing the certificate, <laughs> and I am putting it like right by the Christmas tree. Like just uh, in- no, you said you were gonna put the card in your wallet and then have her like go grab. Hey, go grab my wallet. Grab something out of there, and she's gonna see it and just be like, "What's this?" Or she, what'd you say? She's not gonna say anything. She'll just put it back and then bring it up later. Well, well maybe yeah. But the thing is, it's, I found out that I'm getting a certificate, so it's it's like legitimately like you know, oh fuck, like a pl- like one that you would put like a certificate of anything. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Certified in something. Yeah. So it's it's almost like a diploma. Frames are half off at Hobby Lobby. (laughs) I just went and got some. How fitting that it's Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Yeah, right? You should take it in and be like, hey, where can I find a frame for this? (laughs) 